Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. Oh, he played the intro. Oh, yeah. well, no one told us. The regular, yeah, regular, normal, completely normal about Nazi labs. intro. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Nazi labs. Ah, okay, fair enough. That seems reasonable. We do occasionally talk about video games. I mean, I guess so. Not really. Every now and again. No one told us. No one told us we were talking about video games yeah, No one told us that's what this would be about. Did, was, so that, was that not mentioned? Did you not get the email? No. No. You didn't, you didn't get the, the conference invitation? No. Just on but, so many mailing lists. But you, you all RSVP'd. You, every one of you. I have your RSVPs right here. Do you just, no, I didn't sign up for any of this. Do you just no. RSVP without thinking? Like, do you think this is Facebook? you think this is some fucking game? Tell you I what. always just hit the maybe button. I no! The best no I, RSVPs I, don't ever, I don't ever even read that. Known to man. My RSVPs are better than any RSVP you've ever seen in your life. They're beautiful. No. They're one of a kind. You said you didn't. You claimed you didn't. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. going to be one of those days. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome so to the Crusher Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. The date is the 15th of November, 2016. We're still alive. Mm. I think we are. I assume so. As far as I'm aware, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems to be okay. I think. I was going to try and blow on my jug here. <laughs> Thanks, Blue Man Group. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well done, what? great contribution. How was the Blue Man Group? I saw you saw Awesome, all. as always, awesome, yes. Uh, before the show, they passed around a large amount of ultraviolet uh, paper. Of LSD. Uh, there was that, too. We were right. encouraged to, uh, one, take the LSD, and two, uh, do something with the paper involving our heads. So I went with the, uh, the standard, mildly racist uh, karate uh, okay. sort of thing. Uh, right. Jen went with a bow. Uh, some more talented people in the audience created entire hats out of these things, which is great. So <laughs> that was cool. Uh, so whenever they turned the lights off, the entire audience glowed green, which was great. Oh, um, awesome. And the yeah. final act consider- consisted of us. Um, I mean, I-, I wouldn't like necessarily compare it to waterboarding, but if there were a paper equivalent to waterboarding en masse, hundreds of people, including small children, that would be basically what happened as they rained down a absurd amount of tissue paper from the sky of various colors. It, it didn't stop. Yeah, no, it, it's not. it did not stop. Um, it, it continued to grow, uh, become heavier, start to drown the small children in the audience as it was frantically thrown around to desperately try and escape the hell that was this never-ending torrent of oh, colored yeah. tissue paper. Uh, I'm not sure everyone made it out, I'm going to be honest. And I can't imagine that it's going to be very fun to clean that up. But they do that two times a day. So, yes, if if you wish to experience that, along with various musical numbers involving improvised percussion instruments, including pipes and a drum with paint on it that lights up every time it gets hit, which is lovely and makes makes all sorts of wonderful things. Have they had those drums for years? Yeah, they've 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 done the colored drum thing for a while. They changed some of the show up, but not all of it. They keep the, they still have the twink. Group is dead. They still do the twinky oh, thing. Shit. I mean, probably right. They they rotate in different bloomen. Yeah, I assume so. The original bloomen. Now are, are, are all the now are all the bloomen are they family or do they marry into the bloomen? So, no, stop saying bloomin. That sounds like a bloomin onion. Bloomin onion. Yeah, I was gonna, I was, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I was getting there. I was getting there. I was gonna ask. 
I was gonna ask if they ate an onion, would it be blue? <laughs> Well, there have to be multiple Blue Man because there are multiple shows in multiple places at the same time, which makes me assume that there are there are more than just three of them. It's a cult. You gotta initiate into it. I assume so. One would think so. Now paint your face blue and become one of us. (laughs) You are a blue man. Blue man. Now a blue man. Oh my god! What if they drink something and like makes them blue? And then they can't change. What if it's the spice? The spice that controls the universe. What if it's the juice of Saf? The juice of Saf? No? Not getting the Dune references here? No. Oh yeah, I saw that movie. It, but that it is boring. It is by the juice of Saf that the thoughts acquire Here's speed. I'm with you. The Dune movie is boring. I don't care <laughs> the lips acquire stains. The stains become Everyone a warning. Everyone talked about how good it was. And I was like, this is so boring. <laughs> it is by Will Alone that sets my mind in motion. It's a brilliant film. What the fuck's wrong with you? Dude, David Lynch has far superior films. <laughs> I strongly far disagree superior. with that point. <laughs> I simply would suggest that this week, everyone take the time to, you don't have to go watch the movie, just go watch the trailer for Army of One, the newest Nicolas Cage movie, <laughs> about a man about a man who thinks God tells him to go to uh, Afghanistan and find Osama, find Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> and he does it He does it with a samurai sword. It's based on a true story. It's Nicolas Cage playing this guy. I actually heard of that story, yeah. That, that I'm pretty sure it popped up in a, a newspaper a good long time ago that someone was planning on doing that. One assumes he died or was stopped at the airport. One of the two. No, he what? made it. He made it and he goes around. We'll go with he, died then. He's like, I'm looking for Osama Bin Laden. And everyone's like, what? I... <laughs> I mean, he's honest about that fact, you know. Yeah, he's not—he's yeah. not trying to hide not, it. He, yeah, he's not trying to mislead anybody into. But the best part is—is is it's Nick Cage doing an accent that's like, "Oh, jeez, I gotta go find a Bin Laden." <laughs> Y'all don't know what you're missing. It is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You must go I, watch uh, this movie. I finally watched the Beauty and the Beast trailer. Not super hyped about that movie. You know, I'm glad which the internet I, jumped which on you. You were like, dare you. Yeah, I Which saw that when I watched it, and I was like, it's okay. I mean, it yeah, looks better than the Warcraft okay. movie. Why you gotta no. be such a Debbie da- <laughs> Downer? Because all of the- there's like a- What? I'm sorry, what? Night. time. Shut up, doesn't matter. It's, it's a like real-life candlesticks talking. Yeah, yeah. You, what is the matter with you? <laughs> Why are you such a hater? Is it in fact a dark horror? Essentially, an uh, exploration of Stockholm Syndrome? That's basically what Beauty and the Beast is. Yeah! And a giant hairy man. It's basically I, every fantasy I've ever had. Like Hellboy. I have a feeling that she's just waiting for us to shut up so that she can continue. Tell us hold as time. I won't. Dude, I won't it's going to be better it. than the Warcraft movie. There's so many people like, the Warcraft <laughs> hey, movie is great. Right. It will be better than the Warcraft <laughs> movie. I think we can all agree on that. I was arguing with people last. They're like, I like the Warcraft movie. I'm like, that was some of the worst storytelling I have ever seen. You it's- see... Crendor, the problem is you don't watch enough bad movies. I watch a lot Relati- of bad movies. You've you, seen you, a talking cat. Relatively speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you seen talking cat? We've watched it. It's terrible. <laughs> Look, just because you get all of your bad movies from the John Tron channel doesn't mean that you're an aficionado we of bad movies. We watched that movie years before John no! Tron watched it. I'm going to say it first off. Fuck John Tron. He stole that idea from us. He we watched it. it way before him. And then we told him about it. And he made the video. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm saying it now. I'm saying it now. 
Tell us all We watched a talking cat back when it first came out four and then years we, ago. Then we then we harassed the actress Alice yeah. on Twitter because <laughs> she wanted to talk her. to us and we wanted her to talk to us because we want to know more about the movie. That, Don't tell us we did it. That doesn't seem <laughs> that doesn't seem like I'll something that know. we should be lauding at all. Like we love bad movies. We, we like love bad movies. Yeah. We know bad movies, and Beauty and the Beast ain't a bad movie. Get out of here. It'll be a solid 7 out of 10, and we will be content. Yeah. The music will be lovely, but not quite as good as the animation, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Are we done with the beef? <laughs> um, I sure am. Don't just been on this show enough when <laughs> she knows that when to pick her battles and which hills to die on, I think, at this point. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be better than Dune as well. Yes. No, oh, that's, impo- that's not possible. Lot, lot. <laughs> Does it have Benny Jesser in it? I didn't think so. It's got uh, Emma Watson. Not Benny Jesser, but... I don't know who thing. Benny Dresser is. Benny Dresser. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Just got a shit nerd of you. Benny <laughs> Dresser is my favorite actor. Dude, I'm a terrible nerd. I watch sports. Uh... Doesn't mean you're a terrible nerd. It means you're a nerd for sports. There's nothing yeah, but wrong. Then with that. there's also that we also went to that karaoke bar. They're singing Pokemon karaoke. Me and Jesse were like, dude, this is really nerdy. <laughs> we did. We did have that moment. Where we were like, holy shit, we are not programmed to be this nerdy. Like, yeah. I have my limits. Dive straight in there. Nope. Yeah. It was it was not even Pokemon. I was only songs from the show. It was modern songs with Pokemon lyrics. Yeah. It was better. Fun. Even yeah. better. It yes. was so bad. Nope. It so wasn't bad. enough alcohol in the world. It's like when you <laughs> meet real life. Exactly. It's awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Video games. Video games. <laughs> Nope. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, I'm going to keep doing it until it lands, and it's eventually going to be hilarious. Did any of you guys play Tyranny? Not yet, but I'd like to hear about it. I'm the only one who played a game about being an evil supervillain? I just, I haven't had the time yet. It's, it, it, we it's... were all going to be different types of evil and come back and report on our evil doings. I was in I Vegas. I was doing I real, real evil. Life. Can't I was too busy to play a fucking CRPG by Obsidian, also known as our game is 300 plus hours long at bare minimum. Yes, you gotta get started now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's get started. It's got more words than the entire Dune anthology in it. It's gonna take some time, okay? Um, you can tell us about it. Something that you should know is the beginning of this game is like two hours long. Big uh, surprise. Yeah, the like... Character creation also spills into sort of setting the scene for who you are in the army, um, which is very, very cool. So, like, for anybody who's watching and doesn't really know what Tyranny is, uh, it's a new Obsidian game. It's a game in which the entire world has been conquered by evil, by, like, an evil being um, who has uh, lots of underlings, and you are one of the commanders. So... Inside of character creation, you like make your character, you decide uh, what sort of weapons you're good with, that sort of stuff. But then it goes into a part that I think was called Conquest. And 
it details out the ways in which this evil superpower became like the supreme ruler of this world. And you get to decide what you did at each of those major battles. Um, and that will affect the way that all of the characters in the game interact with you. It affects uh, which, like your standings with certain people, whether or not you knew um, someone who's associated with a major character and that will change like your interactions that way. And then, you know, just little things like your name. Uh, you have like nicknames that are determined by whether or not you killed or did not kill certain people in the war and stuff like that. Um, which was really, really cool. That lets you skip it if you would like. It lets you just do like a very quick basic version of it. But I think that the conquest going full on and just taking the time to go through it and find out every major part of the battle is awesome. It wound up being really, really cool. And there were people in my chat who were watching it who were like, whoa, through conquest even, you're interacting with characters that I never met or like people that I didn't even know existed in the war, which is really cool. Yeah, it's like Fable 3 in reverse, by the looks of it. You know, you're doing the sort of ruler stuff at the start, which makes great sense because that provides context to everything, gives you a quick intro to the world, which is an original world, and mm -hmm. of course makes sure that you're, 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 your character is very defined by the time that you get in there. So I, I think that's a great idea. That's, that's fantastic. I'm surprised that hasn't been done before. I don't think so. Not to this extent, anyway. Like, I know there's a couple of things, like, say, in uh, Mass Effect, for instance, you can choose, like, oh, were you a war hero? Were you an orphan? Blah, blah, blah. And this, though, like, this is like, here's a bunch of major events. How did you respond to all of these? This is going to affect shit. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. And underneath the, uh, I can't remember what his name is, the, like, actual evil dude. I can't remember his name. But there are two different armies that are underneath him, and you, you, meet and sort of understand what they're all about through the conquest as well and that's super 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 important because um pretty much everybody at the beginning of this game everybody that you interact with is part of one of those armies and depending on the choices that you make you'll either gain favor or lose favor with those armies because mm -hmm. they're so different and they butt heads a lot and it feels impossible to like be cool with both of them i'm going to assume <laughs> like, to that it probably is respect yeah yeah uh but it's i think that it's great i can tell it's going to be long as fuck which i think we all expect um but i i do really like the attention to detail and the fact that it gives you the option to really yeah set the scene for your character in the world before you even get in there um i'm trying to think if i had any big drawbacks while playing it so far not really. It wasn't it wasn't very intuitive for me that if I want to walk somewhere with my entire group, I have to like click drag to highlight everybody and then walk. Like I kind of assumed that they would all just follow me and they don't. So if you have a couple people with you and you want them all to move together, you have to like highlight them and then move, uh, which feels like an extra step that is unnecessary. But I guess if you're trying to if you're trying to like go into a battle a certain way or something like that. Um, it, it does employ the whole, you, you can pause and play in yes. battles. Yeah. Very, um, Baldur's Gate-esque, uh, you know, yeah. kind of so play, it, it torment. You be very tactical if you'd like. You don't have to pause, but if you want to, you know, be like, okay, everybody do these abilities and then go. Okay. You did that ability. Okay. Pause. And uh, everybody do these abilities. Right. Um, 
yeah, it lets you do that if you'd like. Otherwise you can just, you know, face plant it like I normally do. <laughs> just be like, I just swing a sword and then maybe do this once or twice. Okay, great, everybody's dead. That won't last forever though. <laughs> the yeah. battles are gonna get more and more difficult and then- I would imagine so. pausing more. Um, but I like it. I, re I really like the world that it's set in and I like how it's showcasing lots of different ways that this is gonna sound dumb lots of different ways that you can be evil <laughs> like everybody in this game is obviously a terrible person but they all have their own sort of code and depending on what sort of code you choose for yourself it's going to determine who respects you or doesn't respect you um and i i really like that because yeah it's it's not nearly as it's not nearly as black and white as you might have expected from a game where everybody's supposed to be evil. And I think it would suck if it were, honestly. It would. Like, it the, would. And it doesn't surprise me that Obsidian went this way because they've done so in the past with previous games. And when it comes to, like, they're not being absolute moral choices. Alpha Protocol didn't really have absolute moral choices. Code or 2, they kind of took away Bioware's simplistic idea of good and evil and replaced it with, these are the, this is the relation influence you have over this character. Mm -hmm. It's not like... This I am good or I am evil. It's like no, this is I influence you because of these certain actions. It's not uh, it's not so black and white, which I think is a better way of doing things generally. And in a game about everybody being bad, you risk it becoming very samey unless you genuinely put a lot of variety in there and you realize that there is nuance to the whole idea right. of being evil. There are different ways to be evil. There are different definitions. There's no there's not necessarily that many moral absolutes. Yes. Yes, I Jesse. Know. I feel like I'd have some moral absolutes. I'd be bad. I would kill. <laughs> My ending would be like everyone betrays you because no one trusts you because you're horrible. I had to set. I had to. I had to make a couple of like really clear distinctions for what my character is because my inclination when playing a game is like I want everybody to like me so that I have more options, and that's not possible in a game like this. You have to be like, okay, who is my character? What are they going to do? Like in, in any given situation, what's going to be their first instinct. And mm -hmm. I need to stick with that because otherwise I'm going to let myself influence it too much. Yeah. So in other words, um, you're actually role-playing in a role-playing game. I'm I know. Crazy, right? role-playing in a role-playing game. And it's very fun. Yeah. To be like, oh man, but if I kill this guy, then <coughs> I might be like creating a situation where I don't get the, but you know what? She would fucking kill this guy. So we got to kill this guy. <laughs> you do, you got to watch out for that. Like RPGs are right for power gaming, you know, whether you'd yeah. be doing a tabletop pen and paper, whether you'd be doing an actual game in particular that, and especially when the systems are very easy to understand, that means they're also very easy to exploit. So you end up Dude, taking- I do that in Divinity, that one thing we were playing. I wanted to kill yeah. a lady to kill my cat. And Sam was like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, why not? It's like, she might have a quest. I'm like, I don't care. She killed my cat. Yeah. And then we rewound it, and then we ended up doing the quest because nobody wanted to kill the lady. <laughs> You're the group of power gamers. Well, wait, didn't you kill the lady, and then everybody in the town started attacking us? Yeah, which was... the problem. Here's the thing. Here's my issue with that. Why would everybody in the town <clears throat> know that I killed the cat lady? No, I The screaming? Man's got a point. Man's got a point. The death scream? Yeah. The cats went and told everybody. The They're all talking, yeah. talking in former like, snitch no, 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 no. cats. They all know. They would, they would be on my side because I was defending the cat, the cat that died. Right. What? So it would be the cat. But what about the other cats? What? They're on my side because I'm defending the cats. Hmm. 
You become the cat queen. So it would have to be like some guard or something that would be walking by and unsee it. But it's a secret hideout. She's hiding out from something. So nobody knows she's there except that little kid who yells at everyone. And there's that yeah, then that asshole kid like tries to stab you with their imaginary sword. Um, you did try to kill a lot of kids. You I did. feel like that's that's your just special brand of villainy. No, only the asshole ones in the game. <laughs> yeah. Listen. But, you know that's the difficulty with a four-player role-playing game is you have to deal with the terrible decisions of the people of, you're playing. Uh, terrible decisions of one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, what I was going to say, though, tying tyranny to divinity, um, I do love that more and more games are starting to also utilize, like, during during character creation, you um, establish, like, where you started from, what you're good at, what sort of things you know, and it gives you more um, response options in dialogue. Mm-hmm. I love that. I absolutely love that. I love, I love talking to somebody and having it be like, here's a response, here's a response, but also here's the response because you were a pit fighter when you were growing up. And I'm like, hell yeah, that one, <laughs> you know, it's I love It's a that. classic approach. It's something that we lost for quite some time, I think, uh, mostly yeah. due to, and I, you know, I'm gonna actually blame Bioware mostly for that. I think the influence of Bioware in particular was responsible for it uh, after, after Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, after the first Dragon Age anyway. Dragon Age Origins had quite a bit of that, uh, two went the Mass Effect route and stripped all that shit out, and then of course you had the Mass Effect games and the Dragon Age games that stripped that out and influenced other RPGs to be a bit more, bit more arcadey, I suppose, a bit more about the action, a bit less about the dialogue. And now we have stuff coming back in like Wasteland Two, Pillars of Eternity, Divinity, and things like this that are saying actually no, uh, RPGs used to be hell of a lot more than that. Uh, you could blame Fallout as well, actually blame fucking Bethesda for Fallout Three and Four uh, for you know just hitting the dialogue system over the head repeatedly with a cudgel until it was bleeding and unconscious that probably has a lot to do with it but thankfully you know the, the, the games like Shadowrun of course you know all of, all of this crowdfunded old school CRPG stuff is very much bringing that back so I'm very happy with that I want to see more of that it's good mm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Journey's great and in closing I think Tyranny is a great game. It is not a good streaming game because you're basically sitting no. there reading the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it's a great game to just like sink in and play and just let yourself let yourself be captured in the world of an evil superpower. Sounds good. If I get somehow get the time to play it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Did any of you guys wait, since we mentioned um Bioware and Mass Effect, have you guys watched the Andromeda trailer? Yo, yes. I'm trying to avoid trailers these days just because the amount of spoiler nonsense but when it comes to spoiler nonsense jesse is more than happy to do that so <laughs> i feel like well i don't know mass effect super well but if it didn't feel like there were, were really any spoilers in this trailer i mean my, my impression of andromeda is that it's not really supposed to connect hugely to the events of the first three games it's supposed no. to be kind of a different thing so um, i imagine there can't I guess, be that much i guess what i mean is i don't know whether or not there are people in the trailer where somebody would be like, "Oh, they're from the first games, right?" I don't, no. I don't know about that. Uh, nope. Okay. Apparently not. <laughs> but I do love how many people are like, "This main character doesn't look like Shepard at all," and I'm like, "Yeah, he's not." Because it isn't supposed to. <laughs> 
Like, it's not the point. Give us a totally different character, and now they do, and they're like, "This guy looks like a wimp. He doesn't look like Shepard at all." Like, I... it's like they also realize there's probably a fair degree of customization available for that character as well. So, yeah, your she- what hashtag not my Shepard or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have a look at it. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with it. Hopefully, they'll go back to the whole uh, we're gonna explore unknown worlds kind of thing that was in the first one. For some reason, a lot of people didn't like that. It's like, well, all the world, a lot of the worlds were kind of empty. It's like, yeah, they were, but you know what was definitely empty? All the shit in Mass Effect 2 where all you did was fucking scan it. Like that, I'd rather have empty-ish levels that I might find something on than nothing whatsoever. I don't think, the, I don't think that was an improvement, actually. I liked riding around the Mako and going around these you know, different planets and seeing how to find resources and occasionally fight baddies and stuff. That was fun to me. Where I was sitting in the scanning room was not. Yeah, That's like all, no actually. They're like, no man's sky. No, no, no man's sky let you scan the planets. It's like the best of both worlds. It was the worst of both worlds. The worst <laughs> of times is what it was. It, it, it took the wrong lessons is what it did. <laughs> you know, I've, uh, I've, got, I've got to thank No Man's Sky. Honestly, it's going to make some of the top ten lists at the end of the year a lot easier. <laughs> Just all of the worst game that did blank. Let's see, yeah. I mean, if we do arbitrary awards again this year, biggest launch disaster, biggest disappointment, biggest marketing blunder. God damn, it just keeps coming. You know, worst PC port. It's winning all the awards. Absolutely. It's going to win all the awards it never wanted. It's going to be lovely. Uh, Jesse, you've played Dishonored, right? Dishonored too. I haven't touched it because I've heard that the that it's like really buggy. It runs it. like shit. It runs like shit. Is the reality for Dishonored two right now? Uh, it runs I did. Fun for me now. It's uh, on what settings? On my Mac settings with my 1080. What I the experience I I've tried on three different machines now. It ran okay on one of them, like nowhere near as well as it should. My brand new Titan XP 8-core machine gets it to about 70 FPS, and it won't dip below 60. My 1080 machine, uh, that was about, that was varying between anywhere between 70 and 45 frames. And my laptop, which defaulted to medium, which is a 970 with an i7 in it, was around 33, and it was indoors at that point. As soon as I got outdoors, it got even fucking worse. Like, the frame rate is bouncing all over the fucking place. So that's not brilliant. It is running okay on some people's machines, but I say okay, not brilliantly. Are they working on a fix? Mm-hmm. A set of patches coming out. There. The initial issue they had was that instead of addressing it, they said, um, uh, replying to somebody who said they had a 1080 in their machine, they recommended, oh, uh, if you set it to very low, you should be able to maintain 60. Really? Really? Cool, the $700 okay. graphics card can get, on very low, might be able to keep 60. That's great. That's why we bought it. Wonderful. Yeah, and as for the Titan XP, good God. You know, it, yeah, cool, like, keep it above 60, but that's, for a game that looks like that, that's a joke. I'm sorry, it's a joke. For hardware that powerful? Mm-mm. It's nonsense. That said, you know, passing all of that, Jesse's played a bit more of it, so we'll talk about the actual game as opposed to the shitty performance. I mean, it's a fun game. It uh, If you are expecting anything 
different than what you played in Dishonored 1, it really is not that. Um, I think they went back and they did the whole tried and true formula thing. Like the minute I jumped in, I was like picking up loot and eating fruit. Like it yep. was. <laughs> so it feels like Dishonored, all right. You don't and, seem very um, excited about it though. Well, I'm not that far in. Like I, I wish I could say I was further, but I'm not. I um, am just getting started with the story. And so far it's good, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Everyone I see is like, bro, this shit's going to blow your mind. It's so good. But yeah. I'm I'm like three hours into the game, so I can't give you a good idea of what's going to happen. But it's fun. It's super fun. Uh, the first area, which literally takes three hours to do, was fun. Um, it's, but it's reasonable. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's but it's dishonored. Yeah? yeah, there's literally if you, like it's hard for me to describe this game in any other way than if you play Dishonored One, boy, will you know exactly how to play this game, and it just looks better, a little yeah. bit better than Dishonored One. Yeah, I skipped the tutorial and got into it immediately, and you know there wasn't really any big surprises going on there. I played the tutorial and managed to get to the end before Corvo, and he's like, "Hey, hurry up!" And I'm like, "Bitch, I beat you here." Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's so you're playing the the other character as opposed to Kova? No, uh, in, I'm playing. Uh, I you play Emily during the tutorial, but I am playing Corvo in the game because I want to play Corvo in the game, and so Wait, I'm you experiencing. Can, you can choose which one to yes. play the entire mm -hmm. game. Uh, at the beginning of the game, it changes your abilities, right? Yeah, the two different ability sets. Uh, there's a moment in the game where you have to choose between the two of them, and whoever you choose, uh, there's like a a result based on that and then you play the game as that character mm -hmm. um and uh yeah they each have different uh move sets and abilities and different uh even though you go to the same places the story that you pick up as you're there is different so even though your main objective is like still go find kirin jindosh and go stop that dude okay but the process of doing that how you would do it the um various characters you can talk to and things you can find they're all different so uh there's a lot of things when you play as corvo for example that fill in the backstory of Co corvo's character um and there's a lot of things uh when it comes to uh emily for example that uh give you a, sort of a backstory of, of her and what she's been doing the last 15 years and so there's all sorts of little things that you can pick up characters that you would know and recognize and little story tidbits that Corvo would talk about compared to Emily, who would have no clue, stuff like that. So it's kind of a game that I would probably say is worth two playthroughs because it's two totally different games. But... Well, I wouldn't call them totally different. Well, uh, yeah, hence the but. It's but if you're doing the same thing. But it's like a different experience, if that makes sense. Right. Like, different slant on it, yeah. You have, the same, you have the same goals, but because you can also stealth everything, non-lethal everything murder everything if you want to um there's multiple ways to complete the missions um a really great example is you can at one point lock a guy away or take him out and if you lock him away and you are smart because spoiler i learned this during dishonored one if you are just stealthy and don't act immediately you get so much more backstory and information so this one guy just followed him as he like went to go do his his routine and i stuck behind him and was like creeping and i got his backstory and i like, found out secret information that was like oh, i can use that against him so <laughs> like that yeah that was that was good stuff in dishonored uh, the uh, update to thief as well the reboot for thief did quite a bit of that too which i thought was really great wow. but 
yeah, it, you you should do that if you're if you're going to be doing the sneaky sneaky thing rather than murdering everybody. Do you know, stick around, listen to it. You'll get information that may very well take you to other places. It may get you some secrets and all sorts of things like that. But as it stands, there are a lot of performance problems with it. Beyond simply the frame rate, the mouse feels like it's covered in treacle. I don't know what's going on with that. Like you, the but the default settings for it are awful. Like it has mouse smoothing enabled by default, which is like a cardinal sin. You've got to turn that off, and the the sensitivity is really low to the point where you you're taking your mouse and you're going eh, 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 across the mouse pad just to get anything done with it. So you need to vastly ramp that up, and even then, it doesn't feel like it's doing exactly what you're telling it to do. Like it doesn't Weird. it doesn't feel crisp. It doesn't feel responsive. Uh, so they've got to do something about that. I imagine it's less of an issue on a controller, but the the mouse is, the, there may be some config fixes for it. I don't honestly know. I haven't had the time to dive into it. Yeah, I was going to ask if uh, if people who are using controllers have complained at all. I don't believe so. I, I think it mostly is a mouse and keyboard thing. But the pro the problem they're going to have is that the engine they're using is called Void. Void is actually just a modified version of id Tech 5. id Tech 5 is pretty legendary for having some fairly severe problems. As in, if you remember Rage, and how badly that balked up on launch, and even um, in Wolfenstein, which was good for most people, but if you had an AMD card, holy fuck, that game ran terribly. It does uh, that. That engine doesn't support SLI at all. Like it just do, it will not work. So if you have two graphics cards or you've got Crossfire, you're gonna get no benefit from that at all. Uh, in fact, it's probably worth turning it off just to make sure that it doesn't interfere with anything. There's only so much you can do with a modified Tech Five, which makes me a bit worried that they won't necessarily be able to fix everything. I'm not sure. You know, we've seen what Tech 6 can do. That was what Doom was running on this year, and it's fucking beautiful. It's great. It runs really well on a lot of systems. But Tech 5, even modified, has some problems still. So that probably has quite a lot to do with the issues they had on launch, and I think we would be remiss not to mention the bullshit of Bethesda's new review policy and how the first game that came out directly after that review policy ended up having problems for a large number of people. Ha. Yeah, we all get to experience those problems at the same time. Aren't you feeling like a wonderful consumer now? Isn't it great that those those dirty reviewers? Yeah, we're all in it together. Where's we... my new Elder Scrolls? <laughs> why? Why would they need a new Elder Scrolls? They can just re-release the old ones with <laughs> slightly worse sound. Thanks. But I guess it's it's not great that they did that. I. I'm half of me's glad they did it because it kind of proves our point, but the other half, you know, the better half says, "Oh, great! Consumers just bought another lemon. Awesome." You know, what, no, none of us are going to be happy about that. You know, Dude, why do they call them lemons? At least, like a lemon can make lemonade. Some quality. You know, so if you call it a lemon, that means it's like completely. I bet Google neutral. knows. I bet Google knows where that term came from. Yeah, I am like, yeah. Why what is do that? We call it dead, a lemon. They call it a lemon. Why lemon for a faulty thing? Several possible ent entomological... Well, let's get some entomology going on up in this bitch. Here we go. The online entomology dictionary indicates there are several possible origins for lemon being used to refer to an inferior, inferior product. One possibility is it came from the early, tw early 20th century American slang, where a lemon referred to a person who is a loser and a simpleton. Another possibility is the term originated from a British pool hall, where a lemon game was a game played by a hustler. Oh yes, the lemon game. Yeah, I know, I know about that. 
Uh, it seems most likely that the use of lemon as bad car came from another British slang term from the early 1900s, in which to hand someone a lemon was to pass off a substandard article as a good one. Weirdly enough, that doesn't explain shit. That, that only says, yeah, we still refer to it as a lemon back there as well, but they don't explain why. Um, or it could be a metaphor for it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, that's that's what I was just I'll, gonna say. But I I like lemon taste. I like lemons too. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is. I think people more people should have lemons. Yeah. yeah. The, the 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 leaving leaving one with a sour feeling is a possibility. Yeah. But I don't know. That's not. That's I, I expected better of the, of that yeah. end, of of this website, TexasLemonLawBlog.com. You expected people to be more creative in history. What you expected. It's not the. That was my first. <laughs> Getting a lemon is a boring topic. You're just like, you defeated me in the pool match. Well, you're a lemon. Ah. <laughs> you know what a lemon you are. Mm. There's, a, uh, there's a commercial that you'll hear if you're listening to the radio near Orange County, where it's just a bunch of ladies go, Oh, you won't get a lemon. Bum, bum. A Toyota of Orange. <laughs> that's what I always think of. <laughs> that's oh, what wow. I always think of when I hear lemon now because I've heard that commercial so many times. Perfect. I think of Mike Diamond. Mike Diamond. Mike Diamond. <laughs> He's the smell good plumber, man. <laughs> I... Uncle Bubba. That's the best commercial in LA. I, I'm so. I'm very glad I didn't live on the West Coast now. <laughs> We've got great ones. One way or the other, yes. It's you, you may wish to hold off on Dishonored 2 for the time being. There is supposed to be a performance patch coming this week. If we you will have a console. And you like how well on console, just get on console. You could. You could do that. Yeah. Although, speaking of console, yes. the PlayStation 4 Pro is now out. I, I oh, had one. Oh, you said you have one, right? I do. I had one. It was sort of a yeah, one. You got rid of it already. I know. I still have it. It's it's mostly be, uh, right now. It has an empty bowl of porridge on top of it, along with a paper plate that contained the remains of my toast. Sure. The I want. I needed to get a second PlayStation anyway because I wanted one for my office, just in, for the off chance that I might need it for something. So, all right, I'll get the Pro. Cool. It's you know, it's more powerful. That thing is old anyway, and is actually. Some people are noticing that if they bought PS4s on launch, they're starting to break down. They're starting to have I'm some broke. problems. Yep, yeah. But it broke because I dropped it in the HDMI port. I mean, that that would probably be why. <laughs> probably be why. The because I slung a sledgehammer at it. What? So. Yeah. Sledgehammer. I put it in a shredder and set it on fire. <laughs> I broke it. Then I threw it in the swamp when the gate is down. This summer, I'm computer machine. PS4 Swamp Adventure. You can do it! <laughs> Cletus, it's my turn to use the sex box. The fire sex box, and her oh, name is Sally. PlayStation the devil, Bobby! PlayStation wow. the devil! Exercise the demons! That'd still probably be a better movie than most of his movies. I'd go see it. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so the Pro, obviously, is a more powerful system. You can tell because it's thicker. It has an extra layer. So it, it's it's fatter, so it must be better, right? Girthy, the, yes. The thing is, specs-wise, it is. It's actually, specs-wise, it's really good value for money. The power that's in that box is difficult to, you know, you, it's difficult to build a PC at the equivalent price that could keep up with that. 
difficult. Not impossible, especially with used components, but difficult. So all in all, like for its price, it's a pretty decent piece of hardware. The problem is how they're using the hardware. Instead of the sensible thing, which is like, oh, right. Up to this point, the PlayStation 4, most of our exclusives have not been even able to maintain 30 frames per second. Certainly not 60. Maybe we could use that extra power to go back and fix those games a bit, you know? Fix things like Bloodborne and all that kind of stuff. And all of our, you know, all of the copies, the, the games that are actually selling our systems, you know, those big games that people actually want. Being able to maybe tempt over a PC gamer or two because you have some exclusive games that we can't play. And, but we don't want to play them because they run like absolute shit. Well, the problem is, instead of that, what they decided to do with the titles they've updated so far is instead of giving you a 60 FPS option, they said, oh, um, yeah, so now it just like runs in 4K and uh, just as bad. Oh, if you don't have a 4K TV, you won't notice the difference. So like, oh, <laughs> great. Okay. What if I have a 1080p TV? It's like, well, uh, it runs at the same, uh, but we'll, we'll kind of sort of render in 4K a bit. So it looks uh, very, very slightly better, but doesn't run anywhere near as well. Not to mention, there are some pretty serious issues with some games. For instance, some games run worse. Yes, indeed. Wow. They run worse on the PS4 Pro versus the PS4. Final World of Final Fantasy is a good example of that. World of Final Fantasy looks worse, which is laughable, than the PS4 version, and also doesn't run as well, which is amazing. So they fucked that up. Uh, there are a number of other games that do that. Uh, they There was a recent Digital Foundry test on the latest version of Final Fantasy XV, the Japanese version. They compared the PS4 to the PS4 Pro. And while the PS4 Pro version did look better, it had worse frame rate timings, which means that the, the time between each frame being displayed is inconsistent, which is one of the things that generates, like, the feeling of jerky gameplay. So it's like, yes, we're maintaining 30 FPS, but our frame timing is all over the place, so it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel smooth. Right. Um, not that 30 FPS ever does, but, you know, it's a difference between good 30 frames per second and bad 30 frames per second. There is actually a difference. And it's usually because of that. So that's not great. There are some games coming out that are going to have 60 FPS versions, but they were kind of already announced for that previously. Uh, there's a game coming out called... Um, uh, how do you spell it? It's N-I-O-H. Neo? Neo? Yeah, something like that. And, and it's kind of like a samurai Dark Souls. Probably a great way to describe it. And it, I know they put out an early beta and it had some pretty like good feedback, like streamers and people that like Dark Souls were really liking this game too. And they announced, yeah, there's going to be different modes you can play this in. If you want to play this at 1080p 60 on a PS4 Pro, you can, or you can play 4K 30 if you want. Like you have options, which I think is the best way to do it. That's great. Yeah, yeah That's really, really cool. The uh, I know that Last of Us apparently runs a little bit better and looks a bit better if you uh, a 1080p if you use it on a 1080p television so you can still do the 1080p 60 mode that was in it but it'll maintain that 60 more often instead of dropping as much as it did so that's a benefit but the problem is most of these games especially stuff that's been announced and is coming quite soon doesn't have anything like that and stuff like bloodborne which to me is like i'd consider a killer app is not getting updated at all like they've said that we're not updating it for ps4 pro we're just not going to do it which oh. to me is like what that's <laughs> you realize like that that was like one of your first big killer apps for your system like people really really actually want to play that so 
it's unfortunate. It's really kind of down to the developers to patch it, you know? And some of the, a lot of the developers seem like they don't give a fuck. And uh, it also seems like Sony's plan with this is they are pushing devs to provide 4K support, not pushing them for 60 FPS support. Because let's be honest, Sony wants to sell some fucking 4K TVs. Simple as that. And that, that seems to be a lot... Yeah, that, I think that's got a lot to do with their decision and the way that they're pushing the system. I'm just going to wait till Black Friday and buy an old PS4. Like, 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once they even the problems with these patches out, it will be a better system. I already noticed the UI is a little snappier, like menus load a little bit quicker, and it should be because it's a more powerful fucking system. But regardless of that, to me, I think it's about time that console gamers start demanding a little bit of choice. I mean, you're already being offered choice now in the system that you can buy. So as far as I'm concerned, Sony should be reciprocating that and saying, right, okay, if you buy the more powerful system, you get a bit of choice when it comes to how it runs. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be like a fucking giant options menu. It could just be two choices. You want 1080p 60 or you want 4K 30 or hell. You want 900p60. I'd play 720p60. I would. I really would. Console games look like shit anyway. It doesn't look like, like, like it makes a difference. I'd rather play Bloodborne like 720p60 than what it is right now. And it would be really nice to get that choice. And if I had that choice, I'd complain about consoles a fuckload less. I'll tell you that for a fact. Mm. Yeah. There's also a, mul there's a multiplayer game issue because obviously the PS4 Pro can play with the PS4. If you have the PS4 Pro running at a higher frame rate in multiplayer, then you get a bit of an advantage. Um, I mean, that that's terrible. That's obviously terrible. You know, it's not like that happens on every PC game ever. No, definitely not. A pretty bad excuse from Sony, in my opinion. It runs fine. Yeah. Good. <laughs> hey, I, I've rated it 10 frames per second. I remember those days. Of my, my fucking shitty computer was spinning up and sounded like a jet engine trying to render molten core. Yeah, I remember that. Iron remember? Forge. Oh, God. <laughs> the fucking Anchorage gate opening. <laughs> it was a slideshow, quite literally. Are any of you guys still uh, raiding right now? Uh, yeah. wow. No. I, I stopped at, like, level 93 or whatever it is, or 103. I can't remember what. Um, I mean, it's not like I hate Legion. I just, I just don't have the time for it. Like, I, I like a lot of the changes and the questing's a lot better. But I was yeah. like, I don't have time for this shit. It's probably the best WoW expansion I think I've played since Wrath. Like to be honest, it's probably the most fun I've had since Wrath. Because I know like the last couple ones I could like play it for a month or two. And this one I'm going on three months, if not more than three months. I'm like raiding. The raids are fun. Everything's fun. I just got my legendary last night. Nice, nice. I'm happy about that. I'm happy. I like yeah. it. I'm not seeing like a great number of complaints about it. I, I think I feel like by this stage in in um what was the last one? Blood. Warlords of Draenor, yes, that thing. That people yeah. were starting to complain. Yeah. And it's I don't this is what uh, this was happening. around the time people were like, Oh, all I do is sit in my garrison and play the phone thing. But now they like kind of minimize that to the point where it's like, oh, I just do my class hall stuff on my phone, and then I yes. get to play the actual game on the computer. Yeah. I, I did notice some people complained about that. Like, people complained about being able to do that on your phone. It's like, you should have to do it in-game. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was the same people that complained about the ability to do the auction house without being logged in. So, no, that's, that's not the interesting bit of the game. Like, yeah, 
you know, people do have jobs and actual like, lives and have to be away from the computer. Sit on their phone is brilliant. Like that's exactly it's fantastic. <laughs> it's wonderful. I wish more games had that level of integration. Well, yeah. we've, we've seen some companion apps for certain games, but more often than not, those companion apps are fucking useless. And they do but, it the right way too, because like it's uh you don't really have to do class hall stuff all that much. You can kind of check it every like like one or two times a day and you'll yeah. be fine. Well, so, it pops up a little notification on your phone if something's ready to yeah. pick up, so that's useful. Yeah, that's really nice too. And then uh they made it so daily quests are now world quests. Yeah. And for some reason, it's the exact same thing, but for some reason in your mind, you're like, it's not the same. I'm just going to go do a thing out in the world. And you're like, oh, I did it. Actually, almost worse. Because daily quests <laughs> would be in a hub area. So you would go to that hub area and do it around like a little circle and you'd be done. <laughs> yeah. This is like you're all over the fucking map doing these things. But for some reason, you've convinced yourself mentally that like, this is way better. But it's really, really because world, it feels like boring. an MMO again, right? Where everyone yeah. isn't just sitting in town and all that kind of yeah. thing. That it forces you to go back out into the world, and maybe you'll notice something that you didn't before. And yeah, it's a fucking time waster, but you also chose an MMO to play, so you obviously don't care about that point. Yeah. Well, I realized I was like, man, I could just be. I'm wasting time here, and then I like don't play it, and then I realize I'm just wasting time anyway. And I'm like, well, I might as well just go waste time over there. Go again. Waste in here. <laughs> you get some gold. Solid time it's gold. waster. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It it was probably what they should have done. You know, it also makes sure that you you know you it keeps your scenery fresh. You know, yeah. it also makes sure that you are starting to use those areas. Like, well, I'm done with this area. It's like, no, you fucking aren't. You're going back there. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. A lot of Wow's had this problem of dead zones for years. Like, well, I mean by years, I mean like a decade. It's yeah. had that problem. So this is like some some step towards fixing that. They fixed it a bit too with like. They had a lot of quests that led you back to the old zones. It was like they phased them, and then they'd be like, oh, you're a mage, so you got to go to, like, Borean Tundra, and then you got to go to, like, uh, like they send you all over the world, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember this zone. I remember being here. It's just like you don't stay there very long, but it's long enough to be like, wow, that was cool. Yeah, I like that idea. It's yeah. it, you're repurposing stuff that you already have in-game, especially considering it spent they spent so long making it. That's mm -hmm. a good thing, especially since a lot of people are now skipping that stuff because they can just go with the level boost, so they don't mm -hmm. even have to go through that content anymore. Yeah. Pretty happy even, with that. Even fishing's great now. I love fishing. You get your artifact fishing pole. Dude, it's great. You can walk on water with it. You can <laughs> swim underwater. You can, like, catch... It's so good. It's a big, like, murloc. It's, like, made out murloc of bone. Head. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and there's Nomi who burns all your food when he cooks. He's an asshole. Fuck that yeah. guy. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. Seems to be ticking along quite nicely for a lot of people. There's a bunch yeah. more to talk about. We'll talk about that after the break. But we now have an arbitrary shilling section. Yes, Yay! indeed, ladies and gentlemen, because our sponsor for today's show is none other than audible.com slash cynical as audible.com slash cynical head on over there to that url and you can get a free audiobook with a free 30-day membership courtesy of audible.com they have a metric ton of audiobooks as well as dramas radio shows and all manner of other things that you can grab from the best producers the best authors and the best narrators if you want to go and find all of the Lovecraft books that were narrated by Mr. Darkest Dungeon, then you can go do that. Hey, they happen yeah. to be there as well. 
Indeed, and we did uh, we did decide to choose a book to recommend for you as is part of our obligation, but also because I wanted an excuse to play a sample of this wonderful, wonderful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, my book this week is How to Win at Feminism, the definitive guide to having it all and then some, written by Reductress. I, I would love to play you just a little sample of this. It's... It is quite wonderful. It is, needless to say, uh, satirical. It is, in my opinion, very funny. Uh, I'm going to play you a little sample right now. And here we go. Pass around copies of the book. No, no, that didn't work. We need to go back to the start. All right, let's try and fix this. There we go. We need to go back to start the sample. Is that start? There we go. Okay, let's try it again. One, two, three. Boom. Play it. They were not permitting themselves to take in before you came into their life and allowed them to be who they already are. Literally bake a feminist cake and dish it out to your femme friends. Baking is fun and a great way to show friends you feel strongly about something. Think birthdays, bake sale fundraisers. A chocolate cake says, this cake is for women. Women love chocolate. I feel strongly about that. If your friends are watching their waistlines and refuse your feminist cake, go ahead and put on your fempowerment playlist. Right as that old Megan Trainer song comes on, tell them how much real women eat cake these days, and then re-offer the cake. Do not let them leave without eating some cake. This is an important step. Before you know it, they'll be like, how do I get this recipe? This dish is so good. This will allow you to discuss the ins and outs of modern feminism and explain, actually, this cake was baked by a man. The man. There we go. There's a little sample of how to win at feminism, the definitive guide to having it all and then some, including the following features. How to do more with 33 cents less. How to be sex positive even though you're bloated. How to love your body even though hers is better. The nine circles of hell for women who don't help other women. Designer handbags to hold all of your feminism and how to get catcalled for your personality. How to win at feminism is a fresh take on women's rights through the lens of the funniest women in comedy today. There you go. There's my recommendation. Can't beat that, can you? Didn't think so. I bet he's got a Star Wars book. I bet he's got a bloody Star Wars book, hasn't he? A, uh, the cake is a lie joke needed to be in there somewhere, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out for somebody else to be more clever with it. That's, that, that's a very modern and appropriate joke. Thank you. What do you got, Dodger? What's your recommendation this week? Oh, mine? Mine is yes. not Star Wars. Oh, it's uh, not, well, that, that's not a surprise, but. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Um, mine is a super blast from the past in my life. When I was younger, I found out that on Audible, they have all of the Tamara Pierce books. Holy shit. These are like full on, um, young adult novels about lady nights. Holy shit. So I was like, oh man, gotta start on that. That sweet, sweet song of the lioness. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. What? Listening to the Alana books. What, what, whoa, 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 whoa. Song, of the, Song of the Lioness, book one, whoa. is the name hold, of it. Hold the fuck up. What? <laughs> First off, you started with you started with Lady Night books, and then began to tell us about Alinus. What is going? What is this? What are these books? They're about a girl who wants to be a knight, and so she becomes a reasonable. knight. Yeah, and it's great. Oh, oh, fuck me! I thought you meant like. <laughs> Ladies night, like it's ladies night, and they went out for a party. For God's sake! I, I, and then, <laughs> I thought, 
I thought you were talking about like a story of a girl who wanted to have a party with her friends, like a ladies' night. Jesus and Christ! And you said something of the lioness. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Here? This is what happens, Jesse, when you interrupt me the second I start talking. You don't get the whole picture. Audible.com has a significant and wide selection of audio erotica, also available through Audible.com and your That's regular what I subscription. You were talking about. I was like, "Man, this is a dodger I could get to like." Right. Because thanks to a set of headphones, nobody will know your various perversions. Pick up some God. Audible Erotica over at audible.com slash cynical. Your first yeah. Audible Erotica is free! I thought that you became like a cool Jesse, like a femme Jesse, and we had something to talk about now. Jesse, that's Apparently sweet, we I'm don't. never gonna be cool. <laughs> Apparently we have nothing to talk about no, We have nothing no. in common. We do not. Over. Jesse, oh, no. I bet. The Song of the Lioness books. <laughs> Song of the Lioness. And I, I'm going to place a, a small wager on the book of Jesse Choice possibly being related to Star Wars. Would I be close? Uh, you would, because I gave you that information an hour ago. Shut up. <laughs> Quiet, you. You're ruining the illusion. I told you a whole hour ago what it would be. <laughs> yes. Hey, do you want to go see Rogue One? Are you a fan of Star Wars? I like Star Wars. You should totally pick up the newest book, Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, which is on Audible, and it's a prequel to the movie. And so if you're as excited for that as the rest of my book club homies and I are, you should get it. I would uh, recommend getting it simply because it was written by James Lucino, who has also written some really kick-ass Star Wars books. I just finished Darth Plagueis. It was awesome. He wrote that. He wrote Tarkin, which is what I'm starting on next. Yo. He wrote a lot of the new Jedi Order stuff. Yeah. He's a he's a good he's a good one. Go with him. Can I recommend the first thing? You're not technically part of the sponsor promotion, but sure, why not? Let's just go with it. Yeah. I recommend any no. books written by Brandon Sanderson because I watched all his things on learning how to write, and I'm better at writing now because of it. Brandon's oh shit, that's yep. a real person. He, he is. There's 52 <laughs> audiobooks, in fact, by making up a person. <laughs> by Brandon Sanderson here. Yep, you can get all of them. That's actually a surprisingly good recommendation. They're all very, very highly rated. I should probably get one of these. I have no idea which one, because holy crap, there's a lot of them, but yes. That yeah, sounds like a 12 like a... part thing on like learning how to write where he just does like a university class for fun and someone recorded all of it and I watched it all and now I practically turned I practically took a writing class without having to pay anything. Thanks, YouTube. Wonderful. Yeah. Very cool, yeah. yeah. There you go. Recommendation of 52 Brandon Sanderson books, courtesy of Crendor. <laughs> Audible.com slash cynical, ladies and gentlemen, sign up for your free trial, get yourself a free audio book because reading is for People with more time than you do, because your time is important. Nailed I don't know. it. No, I like reading. I think it's <laughs> Thankfully, you can also do that because it has Kindle Whisper Sync, which allows you to sync up your Kindle version of the book. That's the one with the words in, with your Audible version of the book. That's the one what? with the talking in. I didn't in. know that. Yes, yeah. you can do that. That is part of the feature set. Read and then jump in your car and continue, and then jump out and continue reading. Yep. And you can do it on any device. What basically wait do you like when you're reading the kindle one do you just like do a little boop and then it knows no, it's synced up to the page so like oh, so it'll start the page over is that how it works shit dude as far as i'm aware it's just the page now i don't know it could be better than that it could be so effing smart it should be boop synced you know how you'll know the page you can go and find out 
by signing up at audible.com slash cynical and getting your free trial and trying it out for yourself. That sounds like a brilliant idea. You know what else sounds like a brilliant idea? A brilliant idea. A break. When we come back, more talking about video games, possibly. Audible.com slash cynical. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hello. Crendor is the reason the break was slightly longer than it should have been. I made coffee. At least you made it rather than going out for it and then turning <laughs> up again in an hour. That's I true. made coffee too. Cheers. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I have Deer Park water. Proud supporter of Drink Up. Partnership for a healthy America. I think. Tastes same as any other water. <laughs> yeah, but it's a healthier America. Apparently it's a healthier America, so I'm told. Something that's not very healthy, though, is compulsive gambling, which I engaged in while in Vegas. And nice. lost again. Never as always. gamble, I lose. I, I don't believe I've ever won anything when it comes to gambling. Jen wins everything. Well, I Jen don't. Jen always wins, right? <laughs> Jen always wins. Yeah, she, she won again this time. Although I think she actually ended up putting it all back in the machine and eventually losing it all. But, you know. It's, it's it always like... It, it's so strange how compelling slot machines are despite having no actual gameplay at all. It's true. And I mean, like, the first time I ever went, I won, like, $150, and I was like, this is great, and then never won again, ever. <laughs> yeah. I played a Plants vs. Zombies 3D slot machine while I was there. That was, that was an interesting experience. Like, You've been it, really giving back to that IP lately. I, I have. I've been playing a ton. I'm still playing PvZ Heroes, incidentally, to the point where it's actually getting to maybe top 10 Game of the Year material. Like, it's like, this is... <laughs> Really fucking fun. Yeah, uh, I downloaded that. Now. You actually have finally- someone's finally downloaded it to join me in my appreciation of Plants vs. Zombies Heroes. Thank fuck. I feel like I've been going crazy the last month, just ranting about, oh, Are you playing the Plants vs. the Zombies? <laughs> and everyone's like, No, Grandma. I was like, but, the, but then there's the plants and, and the zombies. But you- I like you, the plants. I like the plants. <laughs> if, but you played it, Grendor, yes? Yes. Well, I haven't played it yet. You downloaded, downloaded it. You didn't, it. You didn't actually play now it. Now I'm opening it. Oh, I, I'm going to play it right now. Great. <laughs> I'm on this show. Uh, you sound like the old drunk uncle at the Christmas party. Yeah, right, like, right, I'm right. playing it. I'll play it right now. Uh, Maybe it, I am. Maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> your uncle. Yeah, because I downloaded it because we were at Disneyland and you're like, you should play this you game. Play and I was like, all right. Yeah, th- that was a week ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now I'm playing it. <laughs> I'm glad you acknowledged that you just, like, ignored what I said there. That was great. Like, yeah! Oh. I totally listened to what you had to say. It's Dude. like, yes, Grandma, I'll download it. There's a guy, our Lyft driver, on the, the way What the fuck has this got to do with anything? Next, well, the day after Disneyland, we had to go to the airport. We got a Lyft driver. His name was Chris. Uh-huh. He hated people named Skyler <laughs> in L.A. That, that's, that's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> he loves hockey. He's from Connecticut. He moved here to LA or he moved to LA because his wife died and he had to get a change of scenery. Oh, and then oh. he's like, I used to be a mortician or scientist. Now I'm a hockey coach and a lift driver. And we were uh-huh. like, cool. And he's like, but you know what I hate about LA? People named Skyler. And I was <laughs> like, why? And he's like, they're the ones that come into my car. They're like, hey, bro, can I put my surfboard on your car? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, man. This sucks, dude. I'm named Skyler. <laughs> and then he's like, you know what else I hate? <laughs> I have this feeling this guy's actually just 
rehearsing a stand-up dude, routine and he's using you as a sounding board for it then he talked about how he hates how people in la call the highways the he's like the 105 to the 54 is like everywhere else in america you just say take 90 to 45 to 54 now you're saying the 90 the 45 it's like you know who probably designed that skyler <laughs> 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 he had a whole routine. Hey, that was, you that was his thing. It all came back yeah, around at the end. Yeah, it's the airport 20 minutes faster. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll take the Uber driver that we had a couple of nights ago that had a literal mini bar in his car and said, oh yeah, it's all free. What? He even had a little tablet above the mini bar that displayed exactly what it had in it in a set of slides. I was like, there's actual alcohol in this. So, yep. Yeah, but like, when you got okay. on the plane, did you have a 60-year-old man talk to you about he used to be a coke dealer no 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 actually no <laughs> dude guy on the plane 60 year old man talked to me how he used to be a coke dealer but he got his life turned around now he sells coffee trucks one drug for another <laughs> what the fuck? i found out that a dude that i went to high school with wound up having the most successful coke dealership in uh portland and then hmm. had to quit i was like that dude. sounds right and then had, had to quit <laughs> When was he voted most, most likely to be successful? Dealer, it, gets a little, it gets a little dicey at a certain Dude, point. that's what Bruce was telling me on the plane. Yeah, it gets scary, right? <laughs> yeah, he's Eventually like, you get you the money. Like you get enough. <laughs> I've got the money, I'm good. First you get the money. He's like, you get the get money, the you get the women, but you don't get the meaning inside yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then he met his wife. She turned him around. He's been clean. His daughter Aww. did be- his daughter Aww. did get bulimia, but she's getting better. Uh, I pretty much know everything about his life. <laughs> I'm fairly sure pictures. that like none of this really happened, and what well, well, this is all actually just like plots to really bad movies that you watch and pretending Bruce, it was real. And that happened. He is a genuine guy. He doesn't lie because he said he learned from dealing coke that you don't lie to people. Right. <laughs> I trust um, him. That's a man I trust. Are you the sort of person who likes when people talk to you on planes? Or do you Not like- at all. I was very upset he's that not, he was talking to me. He's not known as a social person. <laughs> I was ready to just plug in my headphones, watch ESPN. Even when he started talking to me, okay, this is how the conversation began. We're just sitting there. I put in what my are we headphones. Doing? What are we this doing? is not Cox and Crandor. You realize it's not the same kind of show, right? Everyone's hooked up. That, that means I put nothing. In my headphones, and then he just. The, the speaker lady comes on from Virgin. She's like, welcome to Virgin Flight 245 from L.A. to Chicago. He'll be flying. And he's like, is she on drugs or something? And I was like, what? And I like looked around. I was like, is someone talking to me? And he's like, and he just looks at me like, sounds like she's high. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how our conversation began. Then he kept talking to me until he was like, you got to keep those ear pods in. And I was like, I guess, I guess not. <laughs> you let him walk all over you is what you did. Yeah. The answer, the right, correct answer is yes, and then turn away. He was probably still trying to sell you coke. <laughs> I don't do it anymore, but if I did, I know where you could get some. <laughs> I had an old lady on a flight to Georgia tell me one time that I, if I really liked music, I would take the time to learn an instrument. And that me not learning an instrument meant that I was just lazy about my life. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I can think of plenty of practical applications to knowing how to play a fucking clarinet. It's great. (laughs) She just lied to her, been like, yeah, dude, I play like five instruments. I tried to, no, I made the mistake of goofing with Uh -uh, her. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
Yeah, get you. I goofed and I, I was like, oh, well, you know, my dad plays the guitar and I always like would try to play the guitar, but my hands are so small. And she was like, I have small hands. I play the guitar. She was very serious about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it Georgia. It can't come fast enough. I was on a flight once sitting next to a very attractive woman who fell asleep and a little kid in the seat in front of me turned around and asked if she was my girlfriend. And I said yes, because she was asleep. So what the fuck does she know? And it's just a kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's my girlfriend. The kid was like, awesome. And I was like, yeah. Well, if you don't gonna let me talk about plants versus zombies, I'm gonna talk about something else I played on the plane because we're gonna segue quite neatly and smoothly <laughs> out of that topic. Yeah. Perfect. And talk about Steamworld Heist, which recently came out on iOS. It's been out on PC for a while. It's been out on 3DS for even longer than that. Game by a company called Image and Form. They made Steamworld Dig, which was a pretty fun game. But Steamworld Heist, which I looked at, I think, on my channel a few months ago, is really neat. It's a game about steampunk space pirate robots. And your little you build up your little crew of robots, you send them into missions, and it's turn-based, it's kind of a little bit XCOM, but sort of flat down 2D with platforms. And you can obviously do your whole move and shoot thing or you can sprint. But the thing it's got going with it is that everything is manually aimed. So it's kind of like worms in that respect. And it's really great. And it's ideal for iOS, as you might imagine. I mean, it did first come out in 3DS, which is a touchscreen device. So you would think, hey, it'll probably work pretty well on a touchscreen. It turns out it absolutely does. Uh, it also happens to be like a third of the price on iOS as also tends to happen, which is a little bit of an annoying fact, but trying to get people to buy games on iOS is hard enough, so you can understand why they would go that way. Dude, just started Plants for Zombies, and the guy's like, We are already done with that. You Dave's rejected it wholeheartedly. Dave, you, you don't get to come back now. Crazy Dave. You don't get to come back to it now. It's a funny joke. We're done. I <laughs> gave you the opportunity, and you blew it. Game. I'm just trying to promote it more. You blew it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll play this stupid game. But I played several more hours of this. It, it gets better and better the further you get into it. There's a lot of really awesome loot and great little items that you can get and get like rare weapons that have different attributes. And you can recruit different crew members that all have their own weird personalities and they level up and get different skills and things like that. And you, you've also got a bunch of different choices as to where you can go, which ships you can raid. Some of them are like elite ships that are really hard to go after, but they've got really great loot in them and all that kind of thing. It's ideal for playing on touchscreen. It runs really, really well. It feels snappy. Controls are uh, perfect. I like it's, the look of it a lot. Mm, yeah. It's a beautiful game as well. The art style is fantastic. Really, really detailed, really colorful. Definitely got that steampunk vibe with a little bit of Firefly tossed in there for good measure. And you can shoot robots' hats off and then collect them and wear Aww. them later. So you can collect all the hats in the game, which is a neat little feature. Ideal, if you happen to have an iOS device, you should probably pick that one up because it is, it's a fully featured, really, really great game that's well worth your time. Played a ton of that on the plane. Did also try and play Rome Total War, which also came out on the same day on iPad. Mm. Now, on an iPad? Yes. So, <laughs> that is... I, I've kind of got to give them credit, honestly, because making a game like that work on a tablet is pretty challenging. That game has a lot of buttons, a lot of controls, putting it, getting it all working on a touchscreen, have it actually feel like it's supposed to be there is nigh on impossible. But honestly, for the most part, they kind of managed it. They used a lot of the multi-touch shit, which worked really well. They use um, 
especially in battles, they use a method of you hold down and uh, you can just draw a circle with your finger and any units within that circle are selected, just kind of like holding down a mouse and selecting with a box would be. That works fairly well. Movement is very natural. If you want to move a unit on the map, you just put your finger on it and then drag it to where you want it to go. And is then it it'll... The battles or is it campaign? No, it's the full thing. It's oh, all cool. of Rome Total War. It's the complete thing. They haven't cut out anything. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It is surprising. It is the original, not Rome 2. It's the original, the old one from 12 fucking years ago. So it's good, yeah. Yeah, the good one, exactly, before Sega got its mitts in. It's, it's a very, very large game for iPad. Like, I think it's a four gig download, which for iPad is quite a lot. But... It, it's not bad. The, I ran into a couple of weird issues where menus started to stack on top of other menus. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But for the most part, it runs really well. Like, it, performance-wise, it manages the big battles pretty well. I mean, it should. You think about it, that was 12 years ago. Yeah. iPads are more powerful than PCs from 12 years ago. You know, that, that's just the reality of it. So they actually did a pretty solid job. And it'll be interesting to see if they decide to do other stuff like that. And if those, if what they've done with the controls is actually influential, it's not the first time that uh, they've tried to do like real time strategy with the whole draw a circle like a pencil thing. That's been done in a couple of games previously, but nothing as big as this, which makes me think that maybe this will be influential on future either ports or original titles on on touch devices. It so runs smoothly. Neat. There's no lag or FPS issues. Nope, not at all. Hell, the load times were better than the PC version of Rockwell correctly. Welcome to the future, y'all. Yep. I mean, I you know, that iPad is a powerful piece of kit compared to a 12-year-old PC. It's it, it can keep up. It does eat your battery, which is to be expected, but it's it's a pretty good game. It hasn't crashed on me at all. Pretty happy with that. Also, being able to just immediately resume from where you left off is neat. You can just go dive right back into it. There's no loading times. You just get right back to your game. Mm. So... It's, yeah, if you're looking to play a real game rather than a, you know, piece of shit cow clicker, whatever, and play it on an iOS device, then there's Rome Total War for you you can buy. Can I ask a question? Just to try. all of you, really quick. Uh, in the last 12 years, let's say, how many PCs have you owned slash upgraded to? Oh, shit. In the last, how a long? lot. 12, I mean, 12. you're asking me? You don't ask me that. Oh. I, well, I, I'm hoping I I'll get, like a normal person answer from yeah, don't, yeah. Don't ask me. I upgrade far more than is actually necessary. What about I these guys? I did like seven or eight. In the last twelve years, I've gone from um, a desktop replacement laptop that I used in college to the first PC I ever built. This computer. Three. Three. In, in Three. twelve years. That's. That sounds reasonable. That makes sense. Yeah, every four years is not a bad, not a bad one. That's, that's so, a reasonable gap. So then I want to give an interesting uh, nod to Xbox. Is fifteen years of Xbox at this point? Yes, I believe and, so. And I read an article that was saying how the biggest problem with consoles is they don't update every. They don't update enough, and they don't. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, my 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 thing is I agree. I, th I think that's wrong though. I think it's not the update. I think it's the technology in it is already old. By the, by the time, time it comes out, out, 
Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Had they because Dodgers right? Like if you get a PC that you go in, like I'm gonna m- make this like top of the line, that will last you four years. Yeah. I will say that I've I've noticed because I play way higher like end games and stuff now. I think I think the sort of work that we do is more taxing on it computers. It is. It absolutely is. The way that right. I utilized computers before, right? So I I noticed them deteriorating a lot quicker than um, you otherwise would have. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, within our line of work, like we're not the ideal like test cases for that. Like we we upgrade and we try and stay at high end because we're filming something. We don't want it to look shit. And also Whereas, we just we constantly have it like editing and exporting and just working really even hard. Streaming you know? kills your CPU or is really hard on your yeah, CPU. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, my machine's on 24 hours a day. When I'm not using it, it's probably encoding at night. So it's working all the time. Yeah. So yeah, but people wonder why my PCs break down as often as they do because I hit them way fucking harder than a regular user would, as does every YouTuber and, and streamer. You know, they work. They often overclock to get best performance, and they work that fucking thing hard. Mm-hmm. They put it through the ringer. The thing yeah, is, like, just pound it. Yeah, just <laughs> give, it, it hard. give it a good Roger in it. Give it a Roger in it. Gotta cram yes. those files in. You do. Rough sometimes. Gotta do it rough sometimes. And if it makes noise, that's how you know you're doing good. Yeah. More noise it makes, the yeah. uh, better the work. No yeah. doubt. Yep. Loop it, it up. Here's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I don't, uh, to your point, Jesse, I don't necessarily agree simply on the basis of how big the gap between 360 and Xbox One was. That was fucking eight years. That's too long to me. Like that, I I think you yeah you can do it like it used to be back that be back in the day the generations were about four years apart and you know what that worked pretty well. But Xbox 360 stuck around for fucking eight years, which is way too long, especially considering it wasn't even the most powerful one of the three. That's what I'm saying. Like, had it been a more powerful machine from the get go, yeah, I don't think people would have been so. Like, oh, God, just give us a new console already. I mean, e- even then, though, even if you start off really powerful, can you can't, if you buy a PC, even if it's top of the line, you keep it for eight years, the chances are you're going to run into problems eight years down the line. With a console that isn't even top of the range, you're definitely running into problems. And we see the same sort of the design problem with Xbox One, but their way that they're addressing that is they're looking at these updated versions and especially with Scorpio, which supposedly is significantly more powerful than the PS4 Pro, you're looking at more now like a four-year refresh, which to me is, that's the way to go. If you're, if you're going to restrict people in the way that they can play their games, whereas on a PC, if my PC gets old, I can just turn settings down. And in some cases, I can even download optimization mods from, you know, other users, you know, stuff that third parties have made, which will make things run a bit better. Or I could just upgrade a part of it. I don't have to upgrade all of it. I can find the weakest part of my system and swap it out. But the thing is, with a console, what I'd have loved to have seen, you know, even with the Xbox One and PS4 right now, considering they were having problems quite early on, is just saying, well, okay, well, I have the option to play 720p instead then and get a better frame rate that way, or turn down some of the graphics a bit. It doesn't have to be crazy, just maybe three presets, low, medium, high. Are we are we so scared of that? What? Why? I mean, I, I kind of know why console manufacturers are scared of that. They're scared of showing their machine in a bad light. They want their games to look as good as possible, because people, you know, a lot of people buy games based on pretty trailers, or pretty screenshots. They don't buy them on the basis of this guy's running it on low at 720p. Yeah. 
So we'll see. I, I, I just hope that, like, I think that Microsoft has taken a more PC-esque approach over the last year. Like, and once they fix that fucking terrible Windows store, I'll like them a lot more. I'm back on Windows 10 now. First thing I went in there is like, I'm going to get Gears of War 4. No, you're not. No, you're not, mate. Assuming you can even find it, when you fucking find it, it's not going to let you buy it because you haven't downloaded all your Windows updates yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, you what? You don't, you don't even let me buy the game because I'm fully updated my Windows yet? Yep. <laughs> what kind of fucking store does that? Teams, this is the future of gaming. I mean, I can understand like not letting you run it, but not even letting you buy it until you download all your Windows updates? Fucking hell. Are the u- oh, God, the user interface for the Windows store is just vomit-worthily bad. Oh, God. It's like five good games mixed in with a ton of mobile shit. Oh, my God. That, but the thing is, like, outside of that, though, you know, they've, they're taking this more Windows-friendly approach. The whole Play Anywhere thing is a good idea. And they seem like they're, they're not getting so crazy with keeping their exclusives on the Xbox. They can let us have some of them, not all of them, but some of them. So that's okay. So maybe with the Scorpio, they'll hopefully give you options. And if they do, I'll be happy with that. That'll be... A console I'll actually use. That'd be cool. Make consoles great again. That would be nice. They haven't been great for a long fucking time. <laughs> Poor <True>. consoles. <laughs> More like con souls, am I right? They this need is, consoles. Con. They do they require consoling, you're right. Yeah. What other games have we been playing this week? What do we got? Uh you guys asked last week. This will be very short. You guys asked last week how the trail makes its money, that Molly New game. I now know because my wife has been playing it constantly. Yeah, Sam and I are still playing it all the time too. Yeah. Uh, watching ads and also if you would like to get clothes that don't deteriorate, you can buy them. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh. Um, also, Sam and I think that the game might be uh, mostly populated by bots, which is very weird. Wouldn't surprise me. Because, so the game, the idea of the game is that uh, you're going from campfire to campfire. It measures how far you've been and how many campfires you've been to, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, eventually, you're, you're expected to eventually settle down in a town, and the towns are just like weird instanced areas of like 10 little houses. Um, they ha- they're supposed to have real players in them. The towns, yes. incidentally. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. So my town, I I think everybody in it is real because if you look at the, how how many campfires have all of you been to? Like who's in the lead? That's definitely the boards. Yeah. Yeah. The all of the campfire numbers change. They're all different, right? Sam's town. Sam is like they got to be bots. They have to be. <laughs> he's like, he's on campfire like 165, <clears throat> and. Everyone else in his town, 45. Every single one of them. And he's like, they're not real. Like, they can't be real. They, they all stopped at 45? What the... F- that's not they're, real. Like- I mean, it, that is possible, although there are also issues right now with reporting numbers. Jen's been saying that... Um, she was looking at her leaderboard. And she's in what, like one of the top towns, supposedly, yeah. but none of the other towns are showing their score because the reporting's broken. So um, it is possible. This is some Westworld shit. None of the towns. Oh, really. my God. What if, what if, oh my God, everyone in Sam's town is not real and they are all out to get him. What if they're out to get him? 
Oh my god! Here's the twist. Kill him. Sam they're is the only bot. Yeah, behind, so they're gonna have to run a lot faster. Sam is the, Sam is the only bot. Life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is real. real life. No, but I've noticed I've noticed that exact same issue where you look at the you look at the leaderboard for towns and it just says that no towns have earned any money. Yeah. It like puts them in a specific order, oh, but no. says that oh, they've earned zero dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not that's not right. Yeah. But um, at that point of the game, you're you're supposedly in a town with different people and you sort of work together to build your town up and get more uh, gather more resources and build more buildings to have uh, to unlock different shit. You can set up your own stores and things like that. Weirdly enough, you know, from what, everything I've watched uh, Jen play, I mean, it seems like it's a fairly relaxed game, but it's a surprisingly good 22 cans game. Like, it's not shit. Yeah. It runs really well. Um, I love the art style. It's beautiful. Yeah. I like the art style, too. Um, and I don't... I I honestly don't feel like there's a huge issue with people being able to buy clothes that don't deteriorate, because it takes away, like... It's, like... Like... Because the whole, the whole game is you collecting items and then making stuff, right? Yes. So you're kind of defeating the, your own... You're kind of taking away your own fun, really, by participating in that. I know Jen hasn't... Has Jen's played tournament and hasn't spent anything on it at all. And she's one of the top players right now, apparently, according to the boards. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to spend money at all. You just have to be aware that every now and then, you're going to have to make clothes for yourself, not just clothes to sell. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's literally just a walk from one campfire to another, look at the uh, the beautiful nature and collect some acorns. <laughs> and then use that to build that shit. Sounds it's, like something I would hate. It's a it's a <laughs> casual survival game. <laughs> like, All I'm saying is vaporize up your body? People keep bashing Animal Crossing. And then you play games like this. You're like, yeah, you just walk around and collect acorns. I'm like, you do that in Animal Crossing. I don't, I don't really know that there's anyone in here that has been known to bash Animal Crossing. Yes, there is. All oh, the people in here bash Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, maybe not. <laughs> I am an open hater of Animal Crossing. All right, then. Let's uh, let's toss a little quandary at you, then. So you, you seem to enjoy the trail, but you definitely do not like Animal Crossing. So can you differentiate the two games? There's no focus on Animal Crossing at all. Okay. In the trail, it's like... You're at a campfire. Walk to the next campfire. I'm like, great. So it's because you have clear objectives all the time <laughs> versus clear objectives. Wait, Animal wait, Crossing. Wait. I have okay. clear right. objectives in Stardew Valley. I have clear objectives in Harvest Moon. Animal Crossing is like, here's, here, you're, you're a mare, and here's a bunch of animals. Now figure out what the fuck to do. And I'm like, that's not fun for me. It's not okay. that hard to figure out what to do. You go to him, and he's like, hey, you need to get money. So you're like, oh, how do I get money? Oh, I got to collect these shells and catch fish and do all this other stuff to get money to pay off my house. Oh, so I have to pay off my house. Oh, so I got to go do shit for the animals and I get furniture. There's stuff, there's goals to do. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those hills you should just give up on. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're not letting us die. You oh, can't I, will, I won't ever give in that Animal Crossing is a fun game because it's not fun for me. It's fine that it's fun for you. I'm delighted. I'm delighted that so many people love Animal Crossing, but I hate that game. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. 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 It's a beautiful Wrong. game. It's a, it's a beautiful game, the best game. These have some of the best animals. My city personally has some of the best animals you can get. I would know because I love Animal Crossing and I love animals. Bigly's a real word, by the way. What is? Bigly. Big League? Bigly. 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 Yes. Bigly. It's a real word. It wasn't made up. 
Wait, Bigly? Bigly. Who's Moving Bigley? on. Yep. Who's Bigly? <laughs> One of the characters from the new Animal Crossing game. Biggie Smalls? Bigly, Bigly Smalls. <laughs> Bigly Smalls. <laughs> he is a fat oh, cat named Bigly Smalls. <laughs> He's the new Animal Crossing game. Oh my god. He that would be amazing. Around. He just walks around and he just like raps. <laughs> Jesse, I have a question for you. To Do you just... want to get some coins today? I'm going to deliberately stop Crendo from ruining this so we could get some game discussion in. You, uh, I saw, I, I was at Cox Towers uh, for the podcast last week, and uh, I was I was chilling, hanging around. I played a little bit on my laptop, and I decided, hey, I'm going to do a bit of the Infinite Warfare campaign. You actually, uh, you were there at the I time. Watched you. watched you, and that actually uh, inspired you to possibly play it yourself. I bought I've, it. I haven't played it yet. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> uh, well, I'll I'll tell you. Yet. I'll tell you this. Um, it keeps being pretty awesome. Like the stuff that you saw at the start that was making you awesome. say, "Wow, that looks ridiculous and over the top, yeah. but great." It keeps that up. Um, I am actually really enjoying for one of the first times a Call of Duty campaign. Uh, you know, I think the last one I genuinely enjoyed was COD One, the first one. You know. Since then, I've had difficulty for various reasons. You know, there's a lot of hand-holding, way too much hand-holding, uh, way too much focus on cinematic set pieces, lack of choice, very linear levels, um, can't even open your own fucking doors. I will say they'll let you open your own doors in this one, which is nice. But I have a soft spot for sci-fi. And COD's been dipping its toe into sci-fi the last few games, but they have been... They're unwilling to fully commit. Probably, you know, they're probably quite scared of giving people weapons that they don't recognize and say, you know, 12-year-old wants his M16, 12-year-old wants his AK-47. Those literally those. just like Space Gun 16. It's like the exact same Weirdly thing. enough, there is actually there's quite a few weapons in <laughs> Infinite Warfare that might as well be that. Um, it, it has a renamed Vector SMG because that looks futuristic even though it's a real gun right now. There's a renamed P90. Uh, they actually go full-on fucktard and let you get an M1 Garand if you want one, you know, the World War One semi-automatic rifle. But the campaign itself, because it's sci-fi, I kind of am more impressed by the cinematic set pieces because there's a lot of stuff that you can do with sci-fi that looks fucking awesome and lets you participate in some really cool shit. Uh, there'll be minor spoilers. I'll try and, you know, dodge around some of this here. I have a spoiler alert. It's up right now. If you're worried about spoiling the first couple of hours of the COD Infinite Warfare campaign, then by all means, do feel free to mute at this point. We saw some great stuff at the start. You meet the Jon Snow character and stuff like that. You know, and there was some really awesome stuff going on with awesome. that. It was awesome. It was awesome, yeah. Pulled some super evil great shit. But it's the scene after that that really got me excited because you're, in a, you're involved in a parade. And this parade is fucking spaceships because of course it is. You know, you're on whatever planet you're on. I think you're on Earth. Yeah, pretty sure you're on Earth. And there's a spaceship parade, there's fireworks, everyone's super happy. Then suddenly, the planetary defense systems turn against you and start shooting down your ships. There's like there's spaceships spaceship falling into rivers. It goes downhill from there. Goes, uh, there's there's a you know, full on surprise attack by some group. You fight your way through that and you eventually retake control of the planetary defenses. It's very uh, kind of Battlestar Galactica in that sense. Like there was a mole that, you know, uh, turned the planetary defenses against you and shit like that. That whole sequence was pretty fucking cool. But what got cooler is when they're like, we're going to chase the motherfuckers into space. And you're going to do that through a fully unbroken sequence of you getting into a space fighter and you're seeing all of your capital ships boosting into the atmosphere. And it's 
it's awe-inspiringly fucking cool. Like, if you're into sci-fi at all, just watching that is amazing. And they do it in a way that sort of seems like it may work, science-wise. Like, you, you go into your ship and you have, like, a booster meet. It's like, this is your solid, you know, the, all of these fighters have a solid uh, fuel rocket booster that lets you get into into the sky, but then you have to dock with a carrier that's in orbit in order to refuel that. So you can't just, you're not in a space fighter that can fly up and down and up and down uh, between orbit and that, because that's, you know, in 2030, that probably isn't going to happen. You know, we probably won't have the technology for that. So they kind of tried to stick that, but I Wait, got... This is it. in 2030? Yeah, to 2030. Um, so it's a little little close, but yeah. it, not entirely inconceivable. Uh, you, you just you boost into the atmosphere in your fighter, and then it gives you full fucking control of your fighter, which I didn't expect. I thought it was just going to be like a turret sequence or whatever, but no, you have a full-on fighter that's got fucking flares and different weapon sets that you can customize, and it's a full-on space fighting sequence. And you just awesome. go for it, and that fighter sticks with you through the entire campaign, and you can get new shit for it. You can even get new skins and uh, livery for it, different weapons, different upgrades. And what really impressed me about it is the whole thing flows. You're in the whole thing in real time. Like, I played about two hours of that bit of the campaign, and at no point do they ever break off and, like, go, sometime later. No, you are this dude, and you go through the whole experience, and even the process of traveling from place to place, you are directly involved in which made me feel really invested in what was going on it was like this is happening right now this is happening in real time moment to moment and i'm the same guy and i'm viewing it all from one perspective and there's been some amazing fucking scenes in it so far and some really good fighting like they have a some really cool little gadgets you can get a hand-mounted hacking tool that lets you take control of bots and turn them against the enemy and also blow them up as a suicide bomber in the middle of an enemy squad that's pretty cool You've got the wall running, you've got different kinds of grenades and weapons, there's a bunch of super weapons lying around that you can pick up as well, lots of weapon customization, you can pick whatever gun you want, every time you collect a gun you get the 3D printed version of it, so you can go back to your armory and 3D print out a new one so you can have a specific loadout for whatever you like. Uh, some of the guns are pretty fun to use, some of them are a bit weird, like they literally just have a laser AK, it's like, this is the Volks energy weapon, no that's an AK-47 mate. But it, it <laughs> but fires it lasers. Laser. But it's lasers. Mm. And so far, you know, yeah, cool. It has a lot of the cinematic stuff. And yes, it does have a bit, quite a bit of walk and talk, like a lot of the COD games do. But uh, the setting is great. And the places it takes you to and the, the different planets that you get to fight on, th there's a good amount of variety there. They even have bosses. You get to fight a giant fucking mech at one point that has individually destroyable weapons and components you can shoot its fucking leg off and it'll stagger around you can kill its individual weapon systems and it's quite challenging too like as a i'm really surprised i am enjoying the campaign so far really cool. surprised the multiplayer is shit yeah. that's <laughs> don't even bother i put about 10 hours into the multiplayer and i'm done it's the fucking it's the fucking same as the last game it's the same with black ops 3 but it's not quite as good they they have just totally backtracked. You remember when Advanced Warfare had the really cool movement system and everything? They totally backtracked. Mm -hmm. They don't have the balls to, to keep doing that. I guess too many console players complained that it was too hard. It's yeah. identical to Black Ops 3 <laughs> multiplayer at this point, just with a few different weapons. Like, the rigs are the same, with the exception of, like, one passive thing you can put in there as the specialists are. You have an ultimate in multiplayer, but you also had an ultimate in Black Ops 3 as well. It's, it's, so it's the same fucking thing. 
Um, there is no pay to win in it yet. People keep mentioning this, that no, you can't buy supply crates. It'll probably happen in the future, but you can't do that yet. And again, biggest problem I've got with it, matchmaking's fucking shit. So it puts you up against people that have better guns than you do. And that's annoying as fuck. That, that really is irritating. I mainly wanted to buy the COD 4 remastered. As did a lot of people, I think. I haven't actually touched that yet, because really, I actually didn't like COD 4. I thought the campaign was bullshit, and I wasn't really interested in the multiplayer. No, I didn't care about the campaign. Multiplayer is great. Yeah, people yeah. do keep saying that. Um, I will say I played a little bit of the Zombies mode, Zombies in Spaceland. I do like that. It's super fucking cool B-movie shit. Uh, the characters you play are a bunch of like, weird sort of 80s uh, B-movie sci-fi nerds. Um, it's very funny. Each level has its own little fake Disney cartoon at the start of it, like 1920s sort of Steamboat Willie kind of cartoon. There's, there's a constant mad... Uh, the, the antagonist is a sort of mad scientist type, but what he was actu he's actually a horror director, a disgraced horror director that became a supervillain. Okay. So all of, the, all of the levels are set... Like the first level set in a fucking haunted theme park, a haunted sci-fi theme park called Spaceland. You can get all sorts of weird fucking guns. You can get card packs which give you special like weird tarot cards and there's all sorts of different ways to buff and customize your character the tarot cards give you different abilities and shit the the zombie mode is is really cool like it seems like they've really put a lot of work into it uh so that was that was that's been entertaining so far so like single player great multiplayer garbage zombies pretty good like two out of three for the package ain't bad in my opinion just don't expect anything innovative out of the multiplayer, because they, they absolutely did not do that. Not bad, though. That's good. Yeah, I'm fun with it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where the campaign goes and finishing it, and then maybe playing... They have, like, a ranger-style mode, where they take off all your UI, and you have to keep collecting helmets that break, otherwise you can be instantly headshot, kind of a more challenging mode, uh, with limited resources. I'm kind of looking forward to doing a second playthrough with that. Uh, but, you know, it's still very cinematic, very kind of blockbuster feel, but because it's sci-fi, it appeals to me more than doing the whole modern warfare bullshit. Because they can really, you know, it, there's a very, you really feel like the underdogs in the campaign. Like, all your ships got blown up, like, you're on a fucking broken ship, there's shit exploding all around. He's like, this is our last ship, we've got to fight against a superior enemy and all. It gave me the Battlestar Galactica vibe. Cool. You know, and a bit of Firefly in there. And I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, so I'll I'll speak up in favor of COD's campaign. I'll defend it, absolutely. Totally. Haven't finished Titanfall's campaign yet. We'll see. I'm, I'm still not like... I mean, it's all right, but I'm hearing there's one level that really changes your mind on it that's just so fucking good that it defines the rest of it. I just haven't got to that yet. So I need to get there. What else have we been playing this week? Um. Well, I, I finally played... Be glitched, but Jesse talked about that a while ago. Finished Owlboy, which was fantastic. Um, after so it, it continues to be great throughout the whole game. It's not just front loaded. It's a it's a really really great game from start to finish. I highly recommend it. How long is it? Give or take. Uh, it took me like nine hours. I want to say. Okay. Replayability. Or I it was uh I don't know what my time is on that. Uh, but yeah, it, it, like seven, eight hours, something like that. That's, I mean, that, that's a reasonable length, so it doesn't outstay its welcome. It does not, no. It's like a very specific story. It's like, a, it's like old school 
games where it was like, here's your game and you make of it what you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's about an eight eight hour game. The some people might say that twenty five dollars for an eight or nine hour indie platformer is too much. How would you refute that? It's a good game, is what it is. It's, it's, it's worth twenty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's it's every aspect of it is is precisely and phenomenally done. Like there's, it, well, I think last time, last co-optional, we talked about Owlboy, and Jesse said that it makes you feel kind of like when you're a kid and you're sitting down to play a game and you just feel like it's whimsy and you get really attached and engaged and it absolutely made me feel that way i think that that's a perfect image to put in people's minds that's the that's the shovel knight feel isn't it like that's i think the same thing that people felt with that it's it's wonderful that games like that are coming out and like for anyone that appreciates really good pixel art fuck my life that that's going to be very hard to beat that's an extremely high standard yeah because that stuff takes a long time like that was done by hand these guys ain't fucking around. I appreciate good pixel art, specifically because there's so much bad pixel art out there that when you see someone that truly, really nails it, you've gotta you gotta like stand stand back and just respect that fact. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Uh, and uh, I started over on Darkest Dungeon because the the DLC is coming out. Oh, it's coming out. It's not out yet though. That's it's not the not out yet, but it's coming out. It's called the Crimson Court. Yeah, uh, they're adding in a hero that's Van Helsing-ish, mm-hmm. and there are now going to be uh, vampire bad guys. It's also <laughs> finally coming to tablet. I heard. Is it finally? That I did hear that. About that for so long. I would love. Oh my god, I would love to have that on my iPad. I would play it all the time. That would be excellent. I yeah, it. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, it's listed in various places. I'm not sure exactly when. I know they've been like talking about it, as you said, for a long time, and it's a perfect tablet game, absolutely perfect. It would, it would, it would be great. But I have to admit that, yeah, I did. I, I think I, I put about 40, 50 hours at Dark Dungeon. Then I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I didn't really feel the need to beat it. I just felt satisfied with what I played up to that point. I know that the people who are after beating it, they're the guys who tend to start complaining about it because that game has a tendency of being horribly unfair. And at the high level, when you lose one of your high level dudes, it takes quite a while to get them back up to the standard where they can hit the hard dungeons. So Dude. that's a that's a lot of busy work for a lot of people. Well, once they add it in, I think I would have been okay. But the town events that start ha- like the bad town events that start happening are just soul crushing. <laughs> like we had bandits attack our town in my game where like I was doing so well and had so many really high players, and the bandits just like made me never want to play it again which sounds so dumb but that's one of the reasons i was like yeah i'll start a new game because i don't want to go i don't want to go back there it's an interesting like design philosophy isn't it because we if you like look at where most of the controversy came from during its development a lot of it came down to them making the game harder with stuff like heart attacks and um and corpses i love heart attacks and i love corpses i I think think they're both good absolutely play into the game corpses in particular i think was great because it really makes you think a lot more about your positioning for sure uh and and there are like specific abilities that they added onto as well like if you use this ability it clears corpses and stuff like that yeah so that added a bit extra but yeah they did they did keep stacking harder and harder stuff in 
even though some of it, it I mean, you can turn those options off, but I think that's when a lot of the complaints ended up flying. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's hard, but th- there is a point where maybe it's too much that you're well, just piling the shit on. Town events, for the most part, help you. Mm-hmm. Most of the town events are like, oh, there's there's a troop of men-at-arms who are coming through the town, and you can just for free like add a man-at-arms to your roster if you want. Sure. Or like, yeah. oh, this whole week, um, using the sanitarium is totally free. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that where you're like, yes! <laughs> um, one, of, one of the town events is that somebody comes back to life. You're like, great. And you get to like choose out of three people that the game decides can come back to life. Um, but yeah, it normally adds a lot of good stuff. But the I think I think it definitely it's set up in a way where once you have a lot of really high players, it tries to sort of light a fire under your ass. Like, okay, well now you gotta like start gotta doing the tougher stuff. You can't just keep taking your time with everything. And I'm like, no, but I want to take my time with everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's also like just, it's just like, let's add more dice rolling to a game that already has quite a lot of that to begin with, you know, and you can get screwed, even with the best planning, you can totally get screwed in that game just by sheer run of bad luck, which can get pretty grating after a while. You know, it's not a game that's as tactical as XCOM, and as a result, there are less opportunities to mitigate those those uh, bad rolls. But I, I I still enjoyed it. You know, I still it's a flawed game, no doubt. But I had a blast with it when I was playing it. So mm-hmm. I never got to the end, end game. So I guess the complaints about the end game don't really affect me that much. Yeah, that's cool. Right. I uh, played a bit more Heroes of the Storm. I think I'm officially back into that. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. gonna play that today to get the Genji skin. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason you guys want to play it. I started <laughs> playing it uh, actually the day after BlizzCon. I started playing it again just because I found um, the Ragnaros trailer to be really exciting. And obviously they're bringing in the hero brawls and stuff. And it seems like the way they're going with the design of the heroes is getting a bit a bit more out there. And that's I think that's what me and Jesse have been saying for years now, literally, that that's what we want. Yeah. Um, the inclusion of the Overwatch heroes is really helping. Zarya is incredibly well designed, in my opinion. You, you you feel immediately familiar with her if you've played Overwatch, and yet she works really well as a as a kind of MOBA Dota style character. She can be a support, but she's also very powerful through that support. And that's one thing I really do like about Hots is that almost all of the support characters. This is something that Dota does pretty well too, by the way. Feel like they have some really powerful impact on what's going on. League of Legends, to me, had a problem for a while. This may have been fixed, because I haven't played it for years, that the supports... Nobody wanted to play the support, because it's like, you're the heal bitch. You're the buff bitch, etc. It did get better. You don't get to make a big impact. Uh, In Dota, a lot of the supports had really powerful stuns. Super powerful spells. So that meant that, like, playing a support in Dota can really make a massive impact on the fight, and that, to me, is very satisfying. And I'm kind of getting that with heroes as well, less from really powerful abilities and more from, oh, you're a support? Yeah, but you can still fight. And Zarya in particular, I mean, there's situations where I've gone 2v1 with Zarya and won because uh, Zarya at high charge with the right talents is a very powerful hero. Even though to the point they had to nerf her a little bit, which is a shame, but I still play her. She's like one of my kind of two mains, the other one being the Butcher right now. Mm. And it feel, she feels great to play. She's got a lot of variety in her talents and 
I love the way they managed to translate her playstyle from Overwatch without making it feel unfamiliar. Well, that was really cool. Yeah, it's still kind of like that in League of Legends. I've improved it. People started like going Annie support and stuff, and then people were like, oh, well, <laughs> then Annie could just kill everyone on top of like supporting. So it's like people just kind of took those champions with stuns and like Malphite and stuff and then did that. Yeah, it's in it's interesting to see how that goes because that was the Dota way of doing it. Like, if, if Annie was in Dota, Annie would probably be classified as a sport because of those stuns. Because yeah. the whole the whole idea of an a of AP mid is not a thing in Dota. AP doesn't exist, so yeah. spells don't tend to scale into the late game because they're outside of some fairly small exceptions to that, such as uh, oh fuck, what the hell is the name of that? Aghanim Scepter, which upgrades spells you can't really just hey my spell now does more and more and more damage it doesn't scale so yeah. nukers later on are not maybe as good so stuff with uh yeah annie is li literally leaner inverse isn't she pretty much like in some ways quite a few of those uh, abilities are quite similar but yeah i mean the the map variety heroes is great now uh i do feel they've got to start moving away from collect lots of the thing hand in lots of the thing and that spawns a thing <laughs> There are a yeah. lot of game maps that are basically that with a slightly different spin on them. So I'd like to see a little bit less of that. I think uh, to, as a result, the Diablo map is definitely one of my favorites. And I, I do do one kind of like WoW Battleground style, like a Warsong Gulch where it's like captured. With a lot of side objectives? Yeah. I would love that. They should yeah. put, just put fucking Alderac Valley in. Make Alderac <laughs> Valley a map. You know, and, and go with all of those little side... The original Alterite Valley, before they dumbed it down, it had all the crazy side objectives. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Just like a... Mm. They could do, like, all the WoW Battlegrounds as maps. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah the, the, I like the... the there is uh, one, one of the StarCraft maps, which lets you gather nukes and then fire them, and you can pick where you fire them. That's really fucking fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, if you have to carry the nuke around and get into position, so you can potentially lose it if you get killed and someone else can grab it. The other StarCraft map, which is the whole, you have to hold control of the the broadcast things for ages, and, and then you get more Zerg, and then they spawn waves of Zerg. That's a kind of variation, I guess, on, on the way that the Mines map works, but it's a pretty cool variation nonetheless. Are some mm. of those maps out of rotation? Is that how it is? Because I don't think I've played the the cursed or the dead mines map or whatever it is since i started playing again i don't think i've ever hit that one probably did take some of them out or it's like yeah i imagine they would terrible maps so i imagine they should have they might have yeah, yeah. i mean i think i'm still hitting most of them like the evil garden one i think i still hit ravens the ravens curse oh, one i think more often than anything any other map i hate the garden i hate the garden the most yeah i'm not i'm not a huge fan of the garden gotta admit I know the being reworked. Ragnaros at BlizzCon, and he was so fun. He's just like, I, he's like one ultimate, just wipes the lane of all the minions, and then does thirty percent of people's health, like in yeah. damage. It's like it's so strong. It's great. Yeah, I, I, I love that, and uh, it looks like Varian may be overpowered because apparently he can do everything. But it, I'm cool. I'm cool with them experimenting mm -hmm. with weird shit. That's good. Yeah. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm finding, I, I don't have the same attitude, I think, as Jesse when he finds, like, solo queue frustrating. To me, it's the same as in Overwatch, where the games are short enough that I don't actually care. 
Like, yeah. every now and again, I'll get a bit annoyed because there'll be something so obvious and the team misses it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You just cost us two forts or whatever. But because the games end in 20 minutes or less, it's not... I don't really care as much. Yeah. I agree with that. There's, like, like games like LOL and Dota or whatever. It's, like, 50 minutes, then you mm -hmm. lose, and you're like, well, here goes an hour. People get super salty. I've noticed. Mm -hmm. my, my, my solo play... Uh, there's been very few people that were pissed off, like the much, much rarer than in League or Dota, which would mm -hmm. be every other game at least. I've maybe yeah. run into one dickhead in the last 10 hours of play. I think it's just more like a casual game in general, or there's yeah. supposed to be more casual games. It should be. And now they've put that brawl in as well. You've got that, that new mode every week. Although the brawl this week, which was just the all random all mid, was pretty shitty. I want to see something yeah. better than that. That's not very creative. But if they go full Hearthstone on it, as opposed yeah. to the Overwatch brawls that were kind of crap for the most part. Yeah, I'm ready for Hearthstone. They're doing the new expansion. Yep. Like three weeks or something. Mm -hmm. There's some interesting cards in that. I'll come back for a little while. Um, I don't know. I think PvZ Heroes has finally taken that part of my life. Yeah. Like, that's the card game that I want to play. Even though that game is severely lacking in modes right now. Like, obviously, it's just out, but... That's something they really have to add. Yeah, they have ranked mode, unranked mode, and then some single-player content, and that's about it. Like, I need to see some more shit with that, but I don't know. It's just that game's got so many cool ideas behind it and really awesome card design, and I, I, I was just... Open packs. Yeah, I, I wanted to open packs, and weirdly enough, I've got, I think, most of the cards in the game. I didn't spend a lot to get them either. Like, I've put, like, 40 bucks into that game, and I've got most of the cards. Yeah. Uh, it's and they give you so many opportunities to yeah you can earn premium currency all the time through daily quests so and every time even every time you win you get some currency every time you rank up you get some currency do single player content you get some currency and the pack model allows you to buy specific packs that contain specific things as well so if you're missing something and you know you are there might be an offer like the mushroom tribe pack it's like this has one of these four cards and some random stuff and that's a pretty that's a pretty neat way to do things yeah yeah playing this playing the hell out of that game hopes um, i'm doing pretty well like i think i'm gold league in that game right now and i'm beating the shit out of people i've got this evil sunflower ramp deck that's working very well i just imagine you're playing against like old ladies and little kids i might like, be I'm playing it's like yeah get shit on yeah that just dropped my fucking <laughs> legendaries one after another boom, boom, boom. It's like <laughs> There's a, there's a surprising amount of strategy. I, was, I actually just spent a lot of last night, uh, I was playing it and Jen was uh, playing the trail, I think. And I was just going through the card list and like finding the, the funny stuff because there's so much fucking hilarious shit in that game. And just say, hey, look at this. I'd be like, uh, just like a, 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 zomb a, dolphin zomb a, a dolphin riding zombie that has a, a zombie dolphin on his shoulder and the flavor text is the dolphin is also a zombie. And there's a, there's a zombie walrus rider. And they're so they're so cool in the way that they're animated. They're fucking hilarious. The <laughs> zombie team mascot. There's a tribe of zombies called Sports Zombies, and the zombie team mascot buffs. He's in a chicken outfit, and he just like cheers for the zombies, and they all get buffed. That's really cool. <laughs> There's some really cool shit in there. There's some really awesome designs. Yeah, play it, play it, try it. Seriously, it's it's cool. I, it's I'm neat. Gonna try it. Cool. Great. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold him to that. I'm gonna hold him to that. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. I already downloaded it. I already got He's the halfway crazy there game. already. Halfway there already. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else played anything else this week? 
Was that about it? That's about it. I just read an article about um, people playing Watch Dogs 2 found a lady who has a fully rendered vagina and took oh. screenshots of it and put them online. And then Sony found out what their accounts were and suspended all of them. Everybody who shared a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they share a picture via the PS4 service or... Because I assume um, if they used PS4... Was, I'm not sure. One of them was posted on NeoGAF. Okay, well, you can't suspend people for that. That's not reasonable. I mean, if they're you posted... Saying, saying that these people are uh, going against the code of conduct, right? No. That that doesn't apply to posting at a forum. Like, Content of adult or sexual nature is against our code of conduct. Okay, which is fine if you're sharing it on the PS4 network. That's yeah, a, that, that that's justifiable, but not posting on a third-party website. One person All right, I've seen the picture. <laughs> uh, first off, one, that is a rendered vagina. Two, that is a full-on vagina. Yeah. It is. It that is, is something I am not, not pursuing. Not rendered very well. Three, she is not rendered very well. I thought I clicked on what what I thought was not a screenshot from the game. Turns out it is. I thought it was from a game like five years ago, maybe six years Welcome ago. Welcome to consoles. It is. Terrible. This is not a vagina you ever want to see. You don't want to look at this. Don't even bother looking at it. It's not worth your time. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to read up on this. Um, to, I mean, I, I understand. Like, if obviously if you shared it on the network, yeah, sure, suspension is justifiable. Yeah, I can't. I can't figure out. Those look like some GTA Three graphics. It looks like. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it looks terrible like there's no reason if anything if i was sony i'd be like i'm embarrassed that we have a game that looks like this elite the first, the first watchdogs look like shit as well we're going to make them better we're going to have the best vaginas it's gonna yeah, be it is a quality subpar <laughs> it is it is not so a good saying one. They did it through ps4 sharing yeah uh, yeah i'm looking at another one here and there's hashtag ps4 sharing if you did it through ps4 share okay I, I understand the suspension for that. That's obviously, you know, if they're going after people who are literally just posting in third-party sites, that's fucking not okay. Uh, yeah. But there's conflicting stories as to what exactly is happening. But yeah, that's in so, the game. Be well, there you go. About putting up pictures of vaginas and Watch Dogs too. Yeah. Yeah. If it's all, if again, if it's all thrown for PS4, it's like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? But. No, if you're chasing people based on Twitter accounts and forum, that's not okay. But it, I imagine they actually haven't done that. Like, it's it's very... Uh, you've got to trust, like, what these guys are saying. It's almost like the guys who go on a forum and complain. It's like, no, I, I got banned randomly. I totally wasn't cheating or anything. That turns out they were anything. cheating. Yeah, that turns out they were actually hacking. Can I just... Oh, my God. Speaking of which, that shit is so real. It hit home. So, right before the launch of... Sorry to my guild... Uh, right before the launch of the new WoW expansion, uh, one of my guildmates was straight up banned, like, the day before. Okay. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, he's one of our main tanks. Like, what? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? And so, because I know some people who work at WoW, I was like, guys, I'm going to fast track this shit. We're going to figure out what the hell's going on. Like, he, he'd been banned before for botting, and people were like, oh, don't, like, there's no way. He's like, I, guys, I didn't do this. I swear to God, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And everyone was like on his side like why would he do it again he got caught the first time uh -huh. he swore to us up and down i contacted like everyone know it while they're like we'll look into this within minutes they were like oh no he's on a list of very like well-known botters i was like mm -hmm. 
fuck. <laughs> Why do I defend people? Everyone knows a liar. Yeah. You do. Uh, still you, this day, watch out for that. He, he wasn't like he didn't do anything wrong. He's like, I don't know why I'm on the list. I didn't do anything wrong this time. And I'm like, you might not have, but because you did it once, dude, you will forever be labeled as a like guy who bots. Mm-hmm. Like, spoiler: if you fuck up once in this world, guess what, gang? Everyone will remember it for that time. I didn't even know I was botting. Hashtag Pope. You fuck up once and people don't let it go. No, no, they they absolutely do not. I can tell you that from personal experience. But yeah, it it doesn't surprise me that so many people lie in those positions because, like, I think your natural instinct is always going to be you're going to side with the underdog versus the giant evil corporation, you know? You're always going to think, oh, you know, it's this guy obviously didn't do anything wrong. It's just that those evil corporate bastards or whatever. In reality, they really want your money. So they're not going to ban you unless they absolutely have to. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. But there you go. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll cover what fairly little news there is this week and then go to releases, which will no doubt be as depressing as it always is. You're watching the Corruptional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. The final hour, well, more like 40 minutes of the show. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. 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 Correct time. We hope. Correct time. Yes. The only news I had was that Watch Dogs 2 has vaginas. Which it does, yeah. We we ended up kind of, I guess we blew it because we actually talked about a lot of the news in the first couple of hours. The issues with the PlayStation 4 Pro, that's a big topic, already kind of covered that. And of course, Dishonored. Uh, did, uh, did that game, what game went free to play? What? There's a game that went free to play. Something went free to play? Yeah. What? EVE Online goes free to play. What? Yeah, it's a sort of, it, it's more of a... As far as my understanding with the with Eve is that it's more it's almost like more of a trial mode, I guess. Because it, it's, it's it's how it's a alpha clone system, isn't it? Um, what's the? I'm just going to look it up specifically. Yeah, clone states. Uh, the idea being that you can play for free with a alpha clone, and that's your base state for the clone. And then there's an omega clone, which mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, if you if you are subscribed or plexed, you get Omega clones, while Alphas are given to anyone that's unsubscribed. Alphas are a bit limited. They'll be able to train and use a specific set of skills, uh, but they train at a reduced rate, and they can't get everything. So they're, it's almost like a a system of uh, cannon fodder, I guess. Like there are cannon fodder accounts and then the big dudes with the really expensive shit. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding of it. I... I don't hate that idea. I think that there are a number of games that would have probably benefited from that a great deal uh, at certain times in the past. And Eve in particular is a game where player interaction is very important. So having more dudes means bigger fights, means more people to interact with. I don't see that being a problem. Yeah. I don't know what the response from the Eve community has been on this, honestly. I can't imagine them being upset. Really? You can't imagine the Eve community getting upset about something? I mean, maybe I'm just not deep enough in in the Eve hole to know what could be bad about that. Yeah, I... I and I, I haven't played Eve in years, honestly. Uh, so, And I was never really deep into the community in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't played Eve in like 
seven years. Last time I played. What the what? hell is that? My phone started beeping. And I was uh -huh. like, what is that? I picked it up and it didn't have anything. So I was like, okay. So I put it back down and then it started playing Ninja Party. <laughs> Except my shaft. Not safe for work. What, what the fuck? I didn't start what playing I'm not, not going to ask. For work. Huh? What's was that not safe for work? Because it's a song called Accept My Shaft, Crendor. Oh. Why why do you have a, a song called that? Because it's Ninja Sex Party and I love their music. Ah, I see. Well, since you're working right now, it's not appropriate. I didn't play it! My phone played it on its own. <laughs> this isn't my fault. Anyway, you Cool. Yes. Well, I mean we, we don't really have I don't think we really have a uh <laughs> Much of an opinion on it, because none of us play enough of Eve to know how this really affects things. All yeah. I know is I haven't seen a giant riot occurring online, and I would have probably noticed that if it was obviously upsetting a lot of people, so I guess it's fine. Yes, it's fine. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do it sooner with it, honestly. But there you go. Okay, so that's that. What else kind of happened this week? Uh, Sombra's out. I guess. Yeah, Sombra fair. hit the PT... She's not out, is she? She's on the P... Oh, no, she's already been on the PTR, right? Is she actually out, out? I guess that's what people are saying. What? Oh, I thought she was just in PTR. Oh, if she's on PTR, awesome, but everyone's like, Sombra's out! Guys, Sombra's out! Uh, th th three out hours ago, there was maintenance on Overwatch, which I assume is why people are assuming this is the patch. I don't know if yeah. there's a... Oh, here's the official patch notes from an hour ago. Yeah, she's live now. She's live. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Enjoy not being able to play her because someone will pick you, f lock her in first. I'm I played uh, her like forty times at BlizzCon, so I'm alright. Yeah, I'm not that much of a rush. I'm interested to see the changes to the leveling system and how that works out. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware that they changed the leveling system in. Uh, I am not. Overwatch. Tell me more. So I don't know if it was in this update, but it was definitely on the PTR at one point, and people lost their shit. Basic gist is, uh, from levels one through thirteen. Uh, that's unchanged how fast you level up, but okay. from 14 to 100 is like an increased rate of leveling. And then when you hit 100, it goes to a solid like 20,000. Yeah. Uh, it's in the patch. And it's so in the notes right here. People are freaking out about the idea that from 1 to 100, your leveling is like, like, I think it was, there's a certain point where you're just like getting all these loot boxes. Like they're coming to you, and then at a certain point, it cuts off. And so it's that. Um, it sets that mentality of like, oh my god, I was getting all these loot boxes before, but now I'm not getting any loot boxes. I guess I should buy some. And so people are like losing their shit about that. <laughs> that it's that cosmetics. If you can't resist buying random cosmetic shit in a video game, that's kind seen, of on you. I was about to say, have you seen gamers? <laughs> like, <laughs> of course they can't. Well, that's their fault. I don't. I, I. I've never believed that the system for Overwatch was particularly exploitative. I don't think it's great, considering the the random element of it is excessive. And what they certainly what they did with the summer games thing was bullshit. You're not allowing people to actually spend uh, in-game gold on the stuff they wanted. They but they've from fixed that. that. Yeah, they've fixed that now. So I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, uh, loot boxes good value for money. No, that it's virtual bullshit for your virtual bullshit character. No, the costs are not good value for money. But they never claim to be. Cool. That's true. Yeah. You look cool. 
That's why everybody always opens the Overwatch box. It's like, whoa, and I'm like, I had more fun opening Hearthstone cards because at least you're like, whoa, I got a cool new card. You that can I do can something with things. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like, oh, I got an avatar. Well, I mean, a lot of the issue with the Overwatch boxes is that they're often, a lot of the stuff in them is just shit, like, and that you won't use. Like, you're not going to, the sprays thing is the biggest example yeah. of that. You know, you probably got one spray per character maybe at most and that's what you use you're not going to change your sprays on a regular basis yeah you might pick a different skin every once in a while so having multiple skins is good but your sprays your voice lines you're not going to change them i do you're weird you're weird my character has his own special stuff and i it's because he's my character i don't i use the same ones for everyone no you're an ass I mean, How I dare play Hanzo, like so. Anna, Anna, I have, I have Anna. She dips the tea bag, but she also has the tea bag spray because it's cute. Yeah. And she says, "Children play nice," and I'm like, oh, "I'm." Y'all are mean. How <laughs> yeah. dare you? Say so that, that patch, that. that patch is downloading right now. Obviously, I believe the that also includes the massive nerf to ultimates, doesn't it? Or has that yeah. already happened? Yeah, it makes it so that yeah. it branches up way slower. Except for Widowmaker? Question mark? I don't huh. think Widowmaker... Really? because hers really doesn't do quite as much as other people's. No, yeah. they, they increased the charge rate on Widow's Kiss. Although, I, is, Widow's Kiss isn't the ultimate, is it, though? No. I think they nerfed no. her ultimate well, already like, a few patches back. Yeah, hmm. I think they're leaving it as it is. Because right now, nobody even uses Widow. Her like, competitive. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Add value to her. Sam likes not. to play Widowmaker. He plays a lot of Widowmaker. And whenever I tune in, he that doesn't surprise me. He likes to be useless. For the first time in a while. Um, All I know is, last two days, I've tuned in, and he's just playing Widowmaker. Yeah, because when she got nerfed, he was like, all right, never touching her again. And now he's like, trying to see whether or not he can play her and he's just awful with her now. <laughs> the the thing I'm most excited about really in this update is the arcade, which is the different rule sets you can play. There's one oh, yeah, one duels, really three three cool. skirmishes, our alternating selection of brawls or special rule sets like no hero switching. So lots of customization there. Considering I view the game modes of Overwatch to be the biggest weakness of the game, having a couple of different choices is great. So yeah. I'm glad they put that in. Mm. There's a new map too. I like Snow One. Echo Point Antarctica. Like... Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a compact arena map that's supposed that's to support the three v three and one v one. Yeah, it's not a main like push payload map or anything like that. Dude, it looks just like that one Halo map. The uh, was it Halo Three? Halo Two or Halo Three? You're not it surrounded like... by big Halo players. I'll. I don't oh. think any of us really well, play chat. much Halo. It looks just like that Halo map. Yeah, hey, uh, chat. You'll know. Yeah. So, well, good for them. You know, good to see some updates for that. Uh, I may dip back into it just to play some arcade mode. I mean, right now, I can, I'm just sort of feeling a bit burned out on Overwatch. I don't think adding Sombra is going to change that. It it makes sense that they're adding heroes one at a time, but i got to say, especially during the beta, it was great when they dropped three at once. Like that. That really, that really shook the game up in a big way. I'm not so sure if adding one at a time will. Uh, I think it will, especially like Anna made the meta change a lot. I think that adding in Sombra will too. We'll see how it turns out. Hopefully, you're right. Let's see. There's not really much else going on at this point. Uh, there was that 
there was a rumor that CD Projekt was involved in the hostile takeover. They pretty much debunked that now, so that's not a fucking thing. That's been a rumor that's been going around for years, though. Yeah, because they were putting some like safeguards in place, I believe, so everyone assumed it was already happening, but apparently it's just preventative. So, not a big deal. No, not snowbound. Not snowbound. Huh? Yeah. Uh, again, you're talking about Halo. None of us have <laughs> any idea what you're talking about. There. Wait, was it Lockdown? Maybe it was Lockdown. Yep, it was Lockdown. Might have been Lockdown. Yeah, it, that is... Definitely Lockdown. <laughs> DE Dust 2. My memory, sir. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, was it Lockdown? Yeah. It was. The open beta for Steep is out. I express oh, yeah. my apathy for that. I'm not really big into extreme sports games. I mean, I did I did enjoy snowboarding games back in the day. I played Steep Slope Sliders on the Saturn. You know, SSX Dude, was great. SSX, SSX Tricky and uh, 1080. Yeah. The two extremes. That yeah. The thing is, like, a lot of those were very OTT, and this gives me the more, we're going for authenticity and... There's fucking GoPro sponsorships and Red Bull sponsorships everywhere, and all kind of like, like, ah, I'm not into those sports in any way, so I don't care about that authenticity. Like, I, yeah. I like playing a fucking SSX Blur on the Wii was one of the best fucking games the Wii ever had, and there was all sorts of crazy shit you could pull off with that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like, lockdown. It is lockdown. Great, good to know. Really you, happy man. about that. <laughs> Uh, they, did, they announced that there will be a full-on Season 2 update for um, Rainbow Six Siege going into 2017. They're going to be fully supporting it with more content. Uh, I like Rainbow Six Siege. It's a good game, very much so. Yeah. I think they just added in the caliber-based destruction, which means that bigger bullets make bigger holes, basically, in terrain, which in any other game that would be very uh, cosmetic, but in this game it really makes a big difference because it's about you know destroying those walls is a big deal. So that changes things around. They've pledged like full support for 2017, and apparently their numbers keep going up. They have more players now than they did on launch, which for a premium multiplayer game is quite rare. Mm. Yeah, it's the opposite of the Battleborn effect, the opposite of the Evolve effect. You know, it, most of those premium multiplayer games, even though Battleborn did have a significant single-player co-op component, they trend downwards, not up. So seeing that, especially with a full-price game, is impressive. I want to play more of that in 2017, I think. That's going to be a game that I want to go back to. I played it quite a lot on launch, and it it was a bit buggy. We had problems getting into parties together. There, were, there was quite a big hacking problem. A lot of that has kind of gone away now, so it's a much better game than what it was. Mm. Big digging into that one. Uh, I think, really, that's kind of about it in terms of news. Oh, there is actually a Battleborn-related piece of news, which is actually a little bit depressing, honestly. And the that Battleborn was Battleborn Day that they did. The Battleborn Day that they did, yeah, they they did Battleborn Day, which was supposed to be a community. You know, you you've got to give the what what is left of that community credit. They're passionate about the game, mm -hmm. and they want to expand it. And I could totally relate to that because, despite the fact that StarCraft is much, much, much fucking bigger than Battleborn, and it's nowhere near as dead as people claim it is. We've had a lot of that, you know, we want to get people into our game, we, we want our game to become more populated, especially if we're really invested in it. I get that. I get it. Uh, but this ended up actually being endorsed and supported by Gearbox themselves, which kind of turned it into, from a heartwarming, community-driven outreach event to a sign of desperation, in my, in my opinion. I thought it was nice that the devs like supported it 
they were like oh cool we'll add like extra loot and stuff and you know try to really get people interested in coming out and playing the stupid thing was that it wasn't a free weekend this battleborn well, no not at all you still had to buy it it was a community event it's just like i that game, you know, that game is a lot better than it was on launch, and if they want, and I don't think it's going to be able to recover, unless it goes free-to-play, and even then it might still go the Evolve route, which, you know, did well enough for a while and then rapidly fell off. Although I yeah. think there's a lot more content in Battleborn, which would probably keep people in, whereas Evolve, not so much. But they need a free weekend, and their resistance to going free-to-play, I guess, has got to come down to the fact that they still have DLC that they have to release. And I'm pretty sure they legally have to do that because people bought the season pass or whatever. But it it is like, God, you know, when will you pull the trigger? You've got to. You have to. Otherwise, that game is deader than dead. Deader than it already is. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll still say I like that game. I think we all did, right? We all yeah. pretty, pretty yeah. much were pretty into it. That's a shame. That'll definitely go down in history as, oh god, this was the wrong time to release that game. Fucking hell. Yeah. Did not go well. Nope. Now's not really the time to revive it either, considering we have three major multiplayer shooters that just popped out of, you know, nowhere. Maybe maybe that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for just a week where nothing happens, and it's like, right now is when we go free-to-play, because we actually finally get the headlines for that, and don't get buried by somebody else. And then that's where Blizzard Overwatch some ma announced some major thing for Overwatch and fucking ruins everything. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I think Gearbox's goodwill is spent at this point. Randy Pitchford is a person that should not be allowed to talk anymore. Yeah, like, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, since we have no contributions to add, let's go for releases, shall we? All right, here nice we go. Cat good love it don't encourage him <laughs> no gonna do it <laughs> hey girl let me whisper at you <laughs> that's not creepy at all i like my kitty shade what what what, what? <laughs> hit the bottle i think he got distracted by a bug Classic. Oh. Poor Battleborn. Even a cat in the background is more entertaining than Battleborn. Shake it up. That's all right. <laughs> releases. Go. Releases. Uh... I gave you that list. I gave I you know, three I'm hours in advance, up, damn it. You're not going to pull this shit on me. Not this time. <laughs> not this time. This has nothing to do with me. Do your job, I'm damn it. it. Do your job. Fuck. Are we, are we all done making fun of me so I can do my job? I didn't make fun of you. Great. Today, November 15th, we have The Herbalist. A smooth and meditative game from the creators of Everlasting Summer. I don't know what that is. Recreate recipes of ancient potions with Slavia, supposedly. Yeah, so a bit visual novel, bit crafting, apparently. Going on with that. Aw, looks cute. Next. Next game is called Neptune Flux. Neptune Flux is a story-driven open-world adventure game in a sci-fi ocean full of mystery and haunting beauty, apparently. And mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the beauty. Still waiting for the beauty. Where is the beauty? It's in Flux. 
Yes, there was there is, there's a distinct yeah, lack of that. The looks of it. The Next Neptune one's called uh, Comet the Asteroidian. C-O-M-I-T. I don't believe any of those are real words. That's Comet a... the Asteroidian. It's yet another <laughs> pixel game. It's like, hey, we're retro, honest. It's like, yeah, you would be, but it looks like your game is made in MS Paint. And I think it is. This is what we were talking about earlier. You know, this is why pixel art gets ruined because people, when people think of pixel art, they think of this instead of Owlboy or Shovel Knight. This is why. Also, you're blatantly trying to rip off uh, Sonic and just not managing that at all. Good lord. No. Moving swiftly on. Little Do 2. Oh, it'll do. Not Little Do. It'll do. Oh. Uh huh. It'll do too. It'll do. It'll do too. Oh, it's yeah. a kind of Zelda esque game. Uh, the first It'll Do did fairly well. They, that guy also released a single player card game that was actually quite like the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy, uh, which was called Card City Knights, which I enjoyed quite a lot, which had characters from this game and his other games. So yeah, it's it's a very sort of old school Zelda esque uh, puzzle with a bit of combat in there, push things around, you know, get through dungeons. The first one was good; it was well received. Cool. The next one is Jolt Super Robot Racer. Hmm, a fast-paced racing arcade party game that looks very very similar to Speedrunners, from what I could tell. It's currently in early access. You're probably best off getting Speedrunners because that's more of a complete thing yeah. next next one is the martian vr experience which so far has uh 13 negative reviews oh now this stinks. one's gonna show you what mars is just like in reality some people can't handle it so they gave it a negative review it's an but... interactive immersive adventure apparently they got ridley scott to talk about it uh, well, i mean this is this is based on the film right yeah, uh, yeah. it's a bit late to be fucking releasing that <laughs> the, the relevance of the Martian doesn't appear to be, you know, is not at its height. It's not at its peak at the moment. It's also $20 for an experience. Um, and it's 20 minutes long. I think that that is a, a little hard to justify. Minute. Yep, uh, that's a bit too much. Yeah. Moving on to something that doesn't look any better. I think this game has been out for a while, just not on Steam. Wolf Simulator? Maybe. What? pretty sure we're like everybody plays a different wolf and you can have like a wolf pack and run around together what no uh, that's a, no that's it's a, a different one. that's a different game is it okay yeah yeah i don't believe that's that like, yeah it was that was kind of like a peaceful there's a kind of peaceful mmo game wolf, wolf quest, quest yeah that's what it yeah this is it's just a single player yeah. game it's like you are a wolf level up your wolf kill shit uh our ui is terrible like all these simulator games <laughs> moving on Way of the Red. Way of the Red. It is a 2D action platformer. The pixel art is slightly better than the previous game we looked at, but it's no Owlboy, which is what we're going to be hearing probably for the next couple of years. It's, I mean, it doesn't look too bad. It's not massively impressive, but it seems to have a pretty cool combat system and everything like that. But yeah, we've played this many times before. Uh, the next one is called Keep Watching <coughs> VR. A VR horror game. <coughs> Oh, you gotta keep um, watching. In mm. one of the pictures, there's a clown, so I'm out. <laughs> VR Don't horror? Don't play nope. with me? <laughs> not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Absolutely not. Uh -uh. Next, next game is called Fizz Drive. P-H-Y-S Drive. Well, it's less than a dollar, so that's always a good sign. 
Uh, physics simulated racing game with a giant map. Go through loops and blocks and stuff like that. I mean, it, it looks okay, I suppose. Uh, it is less than a dollar. The next one is called Multi Mirror. It's a grid-based puzzle game. All oh, right, weird. then. Yep, minimalist. As in, we didn't have graphics to speak of. We just we got circles. Lots of circles. Um, after that, we have Mikazoo. Mikazoo, I believe. Uh, this, if I recall correctly, was one of the games that Donkey was really fucking hyped about at PAX. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Yes. Um, it looks actually really great. It's a... Two and a half D platformer where you can transform into different mechanical animals that all have their own different abilities. And apparently it handles super well and it's really fun to play if you're a fan of uh, sort of classic platformers and momentum-based platformers that you will really like it. It does look good, I'll admit. It's not my kind of scene, but it looks really slick. This next game actually looks pretty cool. It's called Nodiatus. Okay. It's a free-to-play game. And it's... um. It's supposed to look like a classic RPG, which I think it does. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 so it's from a first-person perspective. But it's an MMO? Oh. Um, it's, a, it's a classical RPG in an MMO setting, is what it says. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what they mean. Yeah, it is It is an actual MMO, multiplayer. There's, there was a game... Fuck, uh, it was Meridian and then a number. It was like Meridian 45 or Meridian 39 or something like that that I think tried to do this a long time ago. This does look neat, though, I have to admit. I want, yeah. uh, it's really weird that it's in 4x3. It's like in a square, but... Yeah, it's a whale! Uh, there's like minigames and stuff. Uh, okay. Oh, that, that actually looks a bit intriguing. I'll give them that. Yeah. The game after that is also free. It's called Cage, in all caps. Cage. Um, it's like it's a multiplayer game, maybe? It's Lightning fast gameplay fully explaining all of the three dimensions of motion. Cage is a shooter unlike any other. The tether allows for unprecedented freedom and agility of movement, creating explosive action. There are several games that have done that tether before, but never mind. Uh, uh, it's in LAN only as well, so if you want to play online, you have to play it through like Tungle or Hamachi or something, which... Yeah. It's not that uh, helpful. It looks very, very basic. I mean, I could see the appeal, certainly, but, you know, it looks uh, a little behind the times. Next. The next game is called Abduction Bit, and oh. it doesn't look great. Oh, no. God, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, and it's another NES-like platform. I'm sorry, did we play the same NES? Because this does not look like an NES platform. This looks like something on the Atari 2600. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, but NES games looked better than that. Mostly because they were created by people that had more artistic talent. So, no, that does not look like Mario. No. It looks like fucking E.T. is what it looks like. Next. The next game is called Fright Show Fighter. Um, oh, dear. Like oh, my God. Ariel Monsters and Nightmare Before Christmas it made a fight. looks like that. What was that? Clay Fighter? Clay Fighter? It was yeah, literally yeah. Clay Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, this this does not look like a brilliant fighting game. I have to admit, fighting games are pretty hard to make. By the way, guys, just want to point that out. Yeah. Next, All right. the next game is called Escape from Zelman Orbital. Escape from Zelman Orbital is a free-to-play VR early access escape the room style game, sci-fi horror. It Next. is. It is that. Yep. <laughs> Next. 
The next one's called Counter Fight, where you it's a VR game where you run a ramen shop. I'm Neat. in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm it's not early access, which is super rare. This looks relatively entertaining. I don't know what it looks cute. Oh, right? here's the gameplay. Yeah, so it's sort of like you run a ramen shop, you do sort of VR cooking, and you serve people. Yeah, I see the appeal of that. Sure. Yeah. Next game after that is called Pure Heart. It's got to be a visual novel, right? No, actually, it isn't. A leisure game, as opposed to what? A leisure game? Uh, oh. The... oh, yes. Oh, Wait. this. I love how this said it was made in the Unreal 4 engine, because honestly, if they didn't tell us that, we would have never guessed, considering what it looks like. Just proof that even using the most up-to-date engine does not make your game look good if you don't have any artistic talent. <laughs> oh my god. Next. Wait. Toonstruck? Oh, yes! I <laughs> fucking Toonstruck! Oh my god, it's forever! <laughs> I was like, this is an old game, right? They... So this is, uh, did they polish it up? Is this a remaster? I don't know. It it's doesn't say. All it says is you, oh my, I think it's the original. It says you need a 0.3 gigahertz processor and 20 megabytes of RAM. So I'm going to assume this, is a, I guess they just made it compatible with Windows 10. But yeah. Andor, I need you in LA, stat. <laughs> Toonstruck is FMV game, man. That's it was classic. <laughs> Holy shit. I remember Toonstruck. That shit was amazing. Shit, dude. Space Jam. Yep. Ben Stein. Right, the game. Yeah, it, Ben yes, Stein is in it. Like, <laughs> or more, maybe more like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, there's, a, there's quite a lot of that in it. Even Tim huh. Curry's in this. Uh, kind of a shame they didn't go the full remaster route on that. That would be a game that would benefit from. But it is it is what it is. I mean, Toonstruck looked great back in the 90s. <laughs> Still looks like kind of holds a bit of water. All right, Toonstruck. Right, it exists again. Does the next game is called Gun Metal Arcadia Zero? Hmm. There was a game called Gun Metal. This doesn't yeah. look like. It's like ah, uh, it's a, it's a humble original. Apparently, is is humble the publisher for this? I don't know. Uh, maybe it was just released on Humble first. Um, and then I look at it, and it's another NES style platformer. Hey. A lot of people get started that way. I guess so. Next. Next one's called Dofus. And oh, it's Dofus. Yeah. Really cute. It's a you little don't... MMO. Yeah. You never heard of Dofus? It's no. been around for a long time. It's a big deal, especially in France. Huge deal, Dofus. Shit, dude. So I guess this is just it, it finally like coming to Steam. Yeah. Yeah, it's an MMO. It's been around for almost 10 years now, I think. Look at this. It is impressive, like, it looks great, and they've done, like, yeah. a, b a, b a bunch of cartoon spin-offs and things for it. There's even a mobile version of it, if I recall correctly. But yeah, that's a very French thing, is Dofus. Next. Blue. Silence, and it looks really pretty. Mm -hmm. Silence is a fantastic game. I played it at E3. Yeah? Uh, yeah, you play as a brother and a sister, and the it's a point-and-click. And the way it works is that... Um, they play separately, and the things you do in one affect the other storyline, and things you can do in their story. Oh, you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bit like it's Broken Age in that respect. Awesome. It's a Daedalic game, yeah. It's in the Whispered World universe. Mm -hmm. Whispered World was very good. Huh. Super, super fun. It's and beautiful. I mean, it's not my sort of game, but this looks absolutely gorgeous. Plus, they don't... I didn't see it in any of the trailer stuff. There's a little tiny cute wormy guy. He just, he just popped up. Yeah. There you go. Little cute wormy. That's the selling point right there. He is 
phenomenal and super cute. Uh, Daedalic generally make good stuff, especially if you're into point-and-click adventures, so you might want to be having a look at Silence. It's out right now. The next game is called Lantern. It's a game where you play the wind, guiding a lantern to people to spread a message of love. It reminds me a lot of Flower, but mm. it so far people don't seem to like it. I'm trying to... Uh, why, what do the reviews say about it? Oh, we don't know because all of the people who didn't like it had key activation, so none of the reviews get shown. Great system. Awesome. <laughs> uh, trying to bring it up there. Uh, oh, ah. The reason people don't seem to like it is apparently a touted VR support, but apparently it's really awful to play on VR. Uh, so yeah, there's some, I got so, an email about that, and they're like, check it out on your VR, and I was like... Yeah, I got that too. It, it definitely reminds me of Flower a lot. Like, yeah. almost disturbingly, like, this is Flower, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, right, so that's that's the reason probably people don't like it. There's issues with the VR. All right. Yeah. Okay, next. The next game is called Enigma. It's a mystery visual novel. Um, it looks really pretty, though. Looks like and every then... other bloody visual novel. Huh? Looks like every other bloody visual novel with the big eyes and the, the, the animes and the... <laughs> The animes and the kids. Tomorrow, November 16th, we have Lost in the Rift Reborn. It's a VR horror game, also known as Too Dark. Fucking Too Dark. Can't see shit, the video game. But it's okay because it's endorsed by both PewDiePie and Markiplier. So, Great. yeah, those famed critics. Next. Wow. Next, we have Zero Day. Uh, no, we don't. Uh, uh, yes, we do. I'm totally wrong. I'll take take that. I thought I I thought there was a game that used to be called Reborn and now isn't, and I thought it was that, but no, it's actually Lost in the Rift Reborn. You're totally right. I'm shit. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, fight for control of the city against terrorists, the infected, and more. This look. Oh, it's got vibes. Well, this looks like an acid flip game, like a Unity asset flip. Like I'm pretty sure you didn't make any of these. Yeah, they call it this whole standard. Look at how blocky our shit is stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like you bought a pack from Unity to make this. Okay. Uh, Help shape the game. Captain Give us feedback. Kaon, oh dear. The oh, stick gravity shooter. Uh, yep. Retro, inspired by Spectrum. It really That's, again. Th these guys have some weird ideas about what these classic games look like. This looks way better than the Spectrum game, certainly. But yeah, it's. Uh, but it does remind me of like games like Lander and stuff like that back in the eighties. So I can see that. Thrust and Gravatar. Yeah. Amiga-style graphics. Okay, sure. Why is this early access? I don't know. Um, this next game's called Drunk on Nectar. Okay. It oh, is shit. a you play as bugs. Game. You do play as bugs. <laughs> you play a bug and get bugs. fucking get wasted on Nectar. On Nectar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, with, oh, it's only single-player. Boo. Mm. Boo. I would love to be bugs. It has a sandbox mode where you can, like, build your own garden and fly around it. This, it looks kind of cool. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to go in on that. Next. The next game's called Even the Ocean. Even it's the Ocean. Even the Ocean. A narrative action platformer about balancing light and dark energy, apparently. Mm -hmm. Whatever that Even means. Even the Ocean. Even, Even the, the Ocean. Even the Ocean. Play yep. this and then game. you look at the gameplay and it's like, yep, this is, uh, looks like what it's, this Even was supposed to be an NES game again. Yeah. It'll just never yeah, stop, will it? Oh god. The game after that is called Build More Cubes. Oh, it's always great when the first part of a trailer 
This 11-minute trailer, by the way, is a fucking face cam let's play, <laughs> completely unframed. Whoa, the I'm gonna be building more cubes today, guys. Check it out. Whoa! Holy shit! I this guy, I'm in. His intro's like, yeah. <laughs> I'll turn the sound on briefly. I'm probably going to regret this, but... I am not. He looks like a younger version of Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. You're saying nothing! Welcome! No. You don't have a frame on your fucking webcam. You know, despite the fact that this is a terrible way to present your game, the game itself actually looks pretty neat. Like, it's supposed to be a combination of um, sort of s kind of snake and real-time strategy battle stuff. Like, I would probably be into this if it wasn't presented in such a horrible way. Does anybody, do any of, like, the crazy Let's players, like, get really close to the camera now? It's like, whoa! Yes. That could be my thing. Well, I've skipped oh seven God, minutes in. Let's Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> what, what is he talking about now? I think we're still gonna be able to manage yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're gonna be able to do this shit. Let's see. Oh, there's shit. They're really coming yeah. after the next us game. now. It's called okay. Keep Renoir, and it looks awesome. awesome. <sighs> no. It's a... Uh, <laughs> okay, but, you know, sorry. I was saying no to the to the Let's Player person, not, oh. not to the next I game. I'm not going to blame the next guy. Ooh. Ooh, you weren't kidding. Yeah. That's mm. why I was so offended by your no. <laughs> no, no, no. I totally not. No, I'm... Yeah, we need more noir games. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a noir puzzle platformer, but... Holy shit. I love the aesthetic of this. Hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Noir. It seems like it's kind of a noir sort of stealth platformer. Give or take. Yeah, it looks like it. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this this looks cool. Yeah, that's what that's coming out tomorrow. That's worth a look. All right. Next one's called Creeper World Anniversary Edition. Oh my! Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never even knew what. I haven't paid any attention to the Creeper World series. Like, Creeper World. All I, I know, know is like it's happening right now. Creeper World Three got it. Like, it, actually, people really really like it. I know Quill really likes Creeper World as well. Um, it's a strategy simulation with user generated content. Um, it. It's sort of a sort of a real-time strategy kind of slash defense game, I think, from what I can tell. I haven't I haven't played it, but I think I should actually. This actually might be a game that's up my alley. The, yeah, Creeper World One and Two Anniversary Edition. I assume are just kind of remade versions of that. Uh, although I don't know. Does anyone know anything about Creeper World? Can tell me which oh. one to start with because I actually oh. think I might like this. All right, chat, let me know. Is, should I just go to Creeper World 3 or what? What's going on with that? Minecraft expansion, Creeper World. It's not that. That's what, <laughs> although I did assume that for the last few years, I admit. It's like, what the fuck is this? All right, okay, uh, next. The next game is a game that we should all play. Ooh. Sure. Oh, my God, yes. A campfire. Ooh. One of us is the killer. It looks like it's basically werewolf. Werewolf. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's several games coming out that are simulating werewolf. There was one at PAX that literally was called Werewolf something or whatever. Um, but though it was very nicely presented, this one maybe not quite as much, but I, yeah, uh, oh, hell yeah, I do not like it runs very solid, well. Like 20 FPS. Game. Yeah. Oh, you it's even worse than that. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give it a try with you lot. I don't know if it's going to yeah. be any good. I mean, I like oh. the idea, 
but it look it honestly looks a bit crap. I mean, I've got to admit. No, no, no. This game looks phenomenal. <laughs> There's your endorsement. All right, Even moving on. Moving on. Uh, the next game on November 17th is a game that's... It's not a game, is it? Before, so yeah. we're skipping it. Skip it. Book series Alice in Wonderland. We've already covered it. So yep. game fuck it. Next. Nanulu. N-A-N-U-L-E-U. Nanulu. Mm. It's a sort of minimalist strategy game where you control a network of magical trees and protect the land from an invading dark force. So it's a it's a defense oh, cool. game. Um, I Yeah, it's a defense game, basically. Game after that is called Icarus 1. It looks like it's a uh, horror space game. It's been a lot of those lately, for whatever reason. Because space is spoopy. <laughs> Apparently. Next. Uh, Islands Non-Places. Yeah. Next game. Okay. It's a real trip through the mundane. Ooh, yep. I quite like the aesthetic. Island VR type games. Like, they keep doing space like you're alone in space. How about like you're alone on an island and you gotta like, no. just get off the island or some shit? No, no. Why not? That's a horror. Space. That's fun. No. You're on an oh, island. It's like, terrifying. like you're in Lost, but you're alone. Nope. Next one looks pretty fucking awesome. Crusaders? I think so too. Yeah, so it's a couch co-op game for two to six players. You divide it into two teams, you control two giant robots, and you have to cooperate to keep the thing going. This looks fucking amazing. I bet it doesn't have real multiplayer. It doesn't. Oh, actually, no, maybe. Um, it says it has multiplayer and local mode. Is the, if they actually did they actually listen? Did they finally give an online <laughs> mode to these fucking games? This looks fucking great. That's like pretty cool. Oh my god, I want to. Yeah, we're, we're playing this. We got to play this like next week or something. This this would be a killer video. That looks, that looks awesome. I love the idea of like controlling different parts of the robot and yeah, having one guy fuck up and ruin everything. That would be, yeah. I want. I always wanted them to make like a kind of Megazord mecha game where you had five people like Voltron or whatever, and you each had to control the different parts. Oh, that'd be great. Like the Power Rangers. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Yeah, this looks great. I'm. I'm all in on Crusaders. That looks right up my alley. Yeah, absolutely. Next. The next game is called Last Survivor. A multiplayer battle, a battle royale. royale game. Yeah, with a Souls-like combat system. Yeah, we'll, so we'll see. you not the last survivor. Yeah. You can't call a multiplayer you, game last survivor. You're supposed to be the last survivor, though. That's... It looks like all the other games I've played. There's a shit ton of like people trying to make Battle Royale as the next genre, and none of those yeah. games are finished yet. You've got the um, the Culling. You've got H1Z1. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of others. Uh, this is apparently another entry to that, although they've gone Culling's with the more. probably the best one I've played. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Uh, scavenging, crafting, and a Souls-like kind of third-person roll-around stamina-based uh, combat system. And it's, of course, early access, because all of these fucking games are. They always release They always release them way too soon, which is why I don't want to play any of them. Like, give it to me when it's finished. Yeah. yeah. Next one's called Zula. Zula Europe. It's a first-person shooter. Immerse yourself in the world of Zula, thanks to realistic oh. graphics. We'll it's see like about that. 2001 Counter-Strike Source. Yeah, it does. <laughs> realistic graphics. We got depth of field. We got vignette effect. Uh, I mean, I might try it, you know, because the, the, the thing is, like, there's really quite a lot of fairly good single-player FPS out at the moment, so I don't know if this is worth playing, but it's not to say that you can't make a good indie single-player FPS. Yeah. Like, the problem is this is not a single-player FPS. This is a fucking multiplayer FPS. 
And why the fuck would I play this over the existing stuff that has already proven itself in the genre? That's a good yeah. question. Uh, the next game looks interesting. It's called RYB. It's okay. a logic puzzle game that they're saying is a cross between Sudoku and Minesweeper. Uh, I don't give a shit, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks cool to me. But yeah, yeah. If you like those games, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Game after that is Planet Coaster, which Ooh, uh, uh, which talked about a bunch when he, he was on here. Yeah, is is this this is is this the full version or are they releasing like an early access version on Steam? Is that I I don't because their business model was kind of like um, Prison Architect, wasn't it? Like they they put it on their own site super early. Right. Um, I want what stage is this at right now? Because I want to play Planet Coaster, I just don't want to play the unfinished version of it. They released Beta Update 5 today. Right. So I assume it's still going to be beta by the time that we get into it. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Like, I'd rather wait for it to, to be, be done. If people said it's fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, fucking uh, uh, Dan, Nerd Cubed, loves this. Like, he says it's uh. the best park game ever like it's better than roller coaster tycoon and shit shit dude i'm a bookmark that mm. right i know that's what i said too i was like oh hot damn I'm gonna play that shit. yeah i just i just don't want to play it when it's unfinished because i know i'll run into a position where like oh cool i'm manager part i'm by oh this is big feature that's missing fuck okay i might as well stop come watch me i'll play it unfinished play, like <laughs> yeah. bare bones yeah i i don't i'm not 100 percent sure um what how complete it is at this point mm -hmm. Uh, although the Frontier Store is calling it a release. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out when it comes out. Yeah. The next game is called Nothing But Net. It's a VR basketball game in early access. Oh, uh, shit. Right. Sure. Hold next. Nothing. Nope. No, 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 no. We got to check this one out. Next. <laughs> the oh, next thing. game is called Last Days of Spring 2. And, uh, this is a visual novel, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. You can tell by the title. Next game is called High School Romance Magi Trials. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Apparently there's a lot of these. Yeah, next game is called Mr. Shadow. Oh, that is, that. she has big breasts. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's a quote for the team still. I mean, it's, it, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a succubus. And she's doing succubus things. That sounds right. Alright. It has downloadable right. wallpaper. Great. Perfect. Next is called Base Raid. Uh, base we, do we miss Mr. Shadow? I believe we miss Mr. Shadow. No, that's what I said before, and then you said, whoa, those are big breasts. So I, I, I was distracted. Yeah. Next, uh, Base Raid. Yes, okay. Base raid. Uh, I bet that doesn't have a succubus in it. We didn't talk about Mr. Shadow. Did anybody see anything interesting about Mr. Shadow? No, not in this one. I'm going to research this one. Mr. Shadow. 2D, build your base, build the best base, crush the enemy. So build a base, then defense it, basically. A kind of artillery base uh, thing. Mr. Shadow sure. looks uh, um, interesting. Why? You want to explain why? No. Well, he doesn't. No. No. <laughs> so. Moving on to November the 18th. Okay. November 18th, we have Commercium, which apparently it's a home builder. Huh. But you're literally the one building on the ground by the looks of it. Yeah. Build awesome homes cool. from the ground up. Be who you want to be. You could be a mysterious thief, apparently. It's Even early access, so those features probably aren't in it. Uh, the next game is called Peak Angle Drift Online. It's an uh, MMO race. Tokyo Drift. Mm. Uh, massively multiplayer racer, by the looks of it, yeah. 
Um, it's based on drifting competitions in PvP. I always thought, like, massively multiplayer races could be done well. I just don't think they have been yet. Like, there was Need for Speed World that wasn't that great, and then the crew, of course, is the biggest example. I'm not sure this one will change that, but I think I always felt there was potential in having something like that. Yeah. The uh, next game is Orcs with two Orc, Z. Orc, orcs. A defense orc game. Well, we'll find another spelling of Orcs, guys. We're really making it happen. Like, this needs to be a new one every year. Yeah, it's a, it's a TD. Um, it looks... Ca I mean, I don't know. The aesthetic looks all right. It's kind of cute sort of 2D. doesn't look too bad. Yeah. But do we really need another fucking tower defense game at this point? Uh, let's see. Sphere next Complex. Game. Next game is Sphere Complex. Looks like you're a sphere trying to get from <laughs> to start to finish of different... I don't know. You're a sphere yeah. trying to find yourself in a you're big really world. complex sphere, yeah. Yeah, rolling around. It's also one of those games that it's like... We're going to make it very obvious we're in the Unreal 4 engine because we're using all the default crazy neon lighting effects. It's like, <laughs> yeah. this is an Unreal 4 game, all right. Yep. Awesome. Uh, the next game is called Final Goalie Football Simulator. Final Goalie. You're a goalie, and it's a simulator. I mean, I've got to assume Whoa. you're right. Yeah, it's a VR... Yeah. VR goalie, goalie simulator. pretty good, right? you got to admit that, like, aesthetically, the graphics are fucking good. Like, those yeah, are really cool. high quality. Especially for VR. Yeah, because a lot of these VR games do look like shit. Yeah. I mean, it's a very basic game, obviously, but I think people would probably enjoy that. I mean, this is very, like, Audio Shield-esque in the way that yeah, it's played. Yeah, it is. And Audio I'll Shield's probably one of the best out. VR games there is, so, you know. It really is. It gets you sweating. It does. That's a very exhausting game. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't understand how this game works, but it's called Doodle God 8-Bit Mania. Doodle oh, God. it's another Doodle God game. Uh, yeah. there's been several Doodle God games. What about Diddle God? <laughs> I can play Diddle God. Oh, they used to, they decided let's go pixel graphics with it because that's what everybody fucking wanted. Oh my God, look at the God in that. He's like cracked out. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, Doodle God, if I recall correctly, was for the most part sort of a creative sandbox. Like you had a bunch of different elements that you could create, and they all interacted with each other differently. So it was mostly just a, I think it was mostly just a fucking around kind of game. It was on, okay. originally I think the Doodle God games were mobile games. Uh, I, I played at least one of them, I know that. And it was just a fun of like, you kind of create a planet and you interact, use all, you discover all these different elements that interact with each other and uh, do crazy shit. Yeah, that's, that's my understanding of it anyway. As someone reviewed it and was like, damn, this is a stupid game. Combine two things to do another random thing to combine even more. That's all there is. But to me, I'm like, that sounds fun. Uh, I mean, I'm fairly sure they don't do random things either. They do very predictable things because the whole point is the interaction of elements. So that guy needs to attend a fucking science class, bitch. <laughs> Pay attention in school, you ignorant fucks. <laughs> Moving on. The next game is called One More Night. It's where you have a camp and you're trying to fortify it. So it looks like a tower. tower. It's kind of like, yeah, it's sort of a TD, but top-down isometric, a bit Diablo-esque by the looks of it. Yes, uh, Jesse? Just when we get to the next game. Jumper Jape? Like, Jumper Jape. Uh-huh. Please click the first screenshot and tell me if you didn't have to design Krendor as a character, <laughs> that's who I'd make. If I might have put oh. Krendor in the game. That's <laughs> uh, Yeah. Actually, with sure. the sign first blood above his head. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. yeah. A little smile, that creepy little, like, <laughs> that's Trendor. That's Shit, Trendor dude. the game. This is your life. 
That's me. Dude, that's you. Taking aesthetic minimalism to a whole new level on that one. All right, moving on. Next game is called Rescue the Great Demon 2. Why would you want to rescue the Great Demon? Surely you should probably leave him. A second time at that. It's like, how the fuck did he get locked up again? With, like, pretty cool demon. stuff in it, it looks like. Yeah, it's obviously very, uh... I need to stop looking ahead. Is Oriental <laughs> a racist term now? Can I just, I just want to get that out there, because, you know, you, you know, we used to use the term Oriental to describe these kind of aesthetics. Can I not say that now? Is that now another oh, one of those words? Racist. Oh, we yeah. talked about how that's like a, an old, like, 80-year-old man, like, it's the Orientals all over this place. That's my favorite type of food. Yeah, but using it as, a, using it as an adjective, not a noun, surely would be fine, right? Nope. Yeah. No. You don't get to define what's fine, TB. Learn <sighs> that. God. Oh, yeah. Thanks Learn for that. that. Like, Learn, that like me. Learn that like me the hard way. You don't get to define what's fine. This is my fault. I didn't get. Th I haven't fully finished my feminism audiobook yet. I'll get. I'll get <laughs> back to you on it. Don't worry. Also, anyway. this also this also appears to be in Chinese, which may also, make playing it a little game. tricky. Yeah. Brief karate foolish. Go for it, Jesse. Okay. It's an epic live action fighting game. Oh my no! <laughs> Stop doing these! <laughs> oh my god! Stop! This is no, a Jim a Sterling it's got game. Multiplayer. Through through. We gotta play it. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Stop! This is Friday. If there ever was a Fan Friday, hell yeah! This is happening. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I call the guy with the cape. This is the flip side of that uh, badass babes game, isn't it? Oh god! Oh, there's a monkey man. There's a man. There's a monkey. Everybody has underwear on. Please, please move on. Next game is called Weird Hero, which will be probably far more normal than this. Uh, it's a 2D scrolling. Yep. Apparently, there's unusual weapons, but I'm not seeing that. The game after that uh, looks like it might be fun. It's called Ghost Lords. Okay. Based RPG. It tells the story of a post-apocalyptic haunted Great Britain. Okay. Right. It's. I mean, yeah, sure. That sounds. But then what? Oh. It, yeah, so fun. it's just. You fight ghosts, TV. I mean, that sounded great until it's like, all right, it's just a crappy-looking turn-based RPG, by the looks of it. Although there is a fire pug in the game, so I'll give them that. Has multiple campaigns. Uh, the the battle system looks very unoriginal, I have to say. But okay, uh, maybe. Next game is called Runbo. It's a nine-player competitive game. Nine, nine. Nine That's... player. Nine. Oh, I mean, I mean, the, the aesthetically, this looks great. It looks like they've just taken speedrunners and made it even more ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Nine That's players. Nine players. It has a single player. It's 140 single player levels. This- oh yes! This came out on the Wii U a few months ago, and we actually did look at it and say that looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I thought this, like, did this come out of nowhere? No, it didn't. It was on the Wii U, and we thought it was pretty great. Uh, I think that this looks actually f pretty fucking cool. A lot of game modes, it does have online multiplayer, thankfully. Huh, yeah, so if, if you liked speedrunners, it looks like this might be perhaps, uh, you know, a bit of an upgrade as opposed to that last game we looked at, which clearly wasn't. Mm. Yeah, end of that one. Okay. Uh, next game is called Twixel. It Twixel. looks like it's one of those games where you, it's a screen and you have like an item on either side and you're trying to, like, they move together. Ah, uh, okay. Through the puzzle with both of them. Right. Kind of yeah. Um, looks like I'd have a seizure watching that. There's a lot of flashing lights. <laughs> 
The next game is called Win Cars Racer. Sounds like an old shareware game. Win cars. It's like, can we, can we have Gran Turismo? No, you get win cars on win DOS. Cars racer. DOS 95. Uh, it, yeah, arcadey online racer with a strategy twist. I'm not, although, there's no random power-ups. Okay, that, that makes it way less fun then. They're, they're actually, they make the argument that, like, random power-ups are bad. I understand from a design point of view, but that's also what makes a lot of these games fucking fun. The random yeah. power-up bullshit. Yeah, it's a sort of a cart racer, basically. It doesn't look too bad. Oh my god. This next game is called oh. Metal Tales Fury of the Guitar Gods. I am in on the basis alone of its name. Yeah, it's, it's a, too bright. It's too bright. It's too much. There are a lot more colors than I expected, but. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. I was expecting it to be a little darker than that. Yeah, so it, it's a roguelite shooter with a metal theme, basically. Uh, to be fair, I don't really like those roguelite games for the most part. But I'll try it on the basis of that. You, I am a, anything if not predictable. So <laughs> the next game is called Header Goal VR. Being Axel Ricks. See, uh, like this one, being Axel worse Ricks. than that other. Yeah. Soccer game. Plus, the other one had better marketing. They ped like that Brazilian woman or whatever in super tight jeans, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" This one's just like, "Here's the thing." <laughs> yeah, in this case, head balls. Yeah, the other one does look a bit better than this, I have to admit. Yeah, it has story-based levels. Place yourself with the character Axel Ricks. But apparently, all he does is head balls. So, I'm not so interested in his character development. Oh, this next game looks beautiful. It's called Glass Masquerade. And okay. it's a puzzle game inspired by Art Deco and stained glass artwork. Ooh, where you, like, yeah. have all the pieces and you put them together into, like... Yeah, that is that is gorgeous. Yeah, a lot of stained glass and stuff like that in there. Uh, shame it's a puzzle game. I would love to see a lot more use of this aesthetic in other genres. I, I mean, I fucking love the Art Deco stuff that was in Bioshock, and stained glass always, uh, I think, is always fun. Yeah, it's, it's, that's gorgeous. That's that's lovely. Yeah, I'd love to play that. Next game is called Intershelter. Uh... It's age appropriate. What? Intershelter. <laughs> Intershelter. Uh, right. You like have 25 minutes to get the nearest Intershelter bunker. Oh, uh, solar flares. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Um, you have guns. Uh, it's multiplayer. It's online. So, it, again, it seems like another kind of Battle Royale-esque thing. Yeah. Um, but it also has weird weapons. Like, this guy had a lightning gun and shit. That's, yeah. Again, shame it's early access, because this actually looks like it might be a bit of fun. Hmm. Um, and the final game for this week is called Disaster Blaster. Disaster Whoa. Blaster. Disaster not, not, not spelled the way you would think. It's like Disaster Blister. Disaster Blister. It's, it's boxes. Fighting other boxes. I like the name of the company. They're dog theory. But otherwise, no. Maybe not. Aside the from the company name, it's garbage. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I gotta say though, like, there's actually quite a few interesting games come out the over the week that might be worth having a look at. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, it, it seems all of the major stuff is really out now for PC, with the exception of Watch Dogs Two. I think that's the like, that is the last major release this year, right? Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, end of the month. I said PC. It could be on a PC. If it won't be. be. You know, they won't. Please. It might come out in like ten years, maybe. Yeah. Well. 
Hearthstone. Yeah, I guess <laughs> the Hearthstone expansion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's right. It's it's winding down. You know, it's coming towards December. Most people don't release games in December because yeah. uh, it's like it's too late. We don't have enough time to market. Everyone's already bought their Christmas presents. I strongly disagree, yeah. but. Yeah, there's there's a decent amount of stuff coming there. Um, I believe the uh, I think Space Hulk Deathwing is coming out next month, and the beta starts at the end of this one. So, yeah, that's pretty much that. That's good. We get at least a couple of weeks to maybe like play the shit we missed, and there's a fucking ton of it. Yeah, true. Um, I don't suppose none of you have had a chance to play that uh, game that Matt Mercer voices in, right? The, what is it, Masquer Masquerades? Masquerade? Oh no, not yet. Aside from like at conventions. Yeah. Yeah, what's it called? Comes Masquerada out. Song and Shadows. Yeah. Uh, I still have, I haven't got around to playing that yet. Jennifer Hale's in it, Math Mercer. I mean, that's kind of the, yeah. the who's Pokemon who. Sun and Moon comes out in like three days. It does, yes, that is true. We did, I don't know why that's missing off the release list, but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind what? of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually might be the first Pokemon game in a long time I'll actually go out and buy because yeah, it does. I'm buy it too. I th it looks like they're kind of appealing to the the cranky first-gen people with it. Yeah. Um, and apparently Dead, Dead Rising 4 is coming out this month, uh, next month, maybe. Yeah. Although that looks like crap, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, if you have a PS4, Last Guardian. There's a thing that I hope runs better on PS4 Pro, because I do want to play that. I do want to finally play Last Guardian. Oh, yeah. I bet it'll run like crap. Consoles. <laughs> consoles alright well that pretty much wraps us up for the day thank you very much for watching the Quadrant Podcast and big thanks of course to our sponsor audible.com slash cynical head on over there to get your free audio book it can be anything and nobody will know Jesse what's going on on the channel this week what's going on um man uh, I, as of today I'm playing Resident Evil 5 with our dear friend Cry so go watch that we're terrible at it <laughs> horrifically bad at that game if you watch us play Resident Evil 6 Oh, we're just as bad. Also, I scream running from crocodiles, so... How can you shit. be bad at Resident Evil 5? Because huh. uh, it's... I'm bad at it. Apparently. Because <laughs> I'm just... I'm just bad at it. Spoiler. <laughs> Dodger. That's all you got. Apparently. That's, Dodger! That's <laughs> what you got? Um... Nothing, like, exciting. <laughs> oh, right, don't cool. Watch her. Right, Come to my done. channel. We got a bunch of exciting stuff. We got twitch.tv slash Grendor playing more World of Warcrafts. We got Heroes of the Storm coming today. Uh, we're going to play some... I won't some be a part of this. We got that new Genji thing. Jesse's going to be there. He said he wanted... Oh, to I will be a part of this. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. Uh, so that's twitch.tv slash Crendor. You can go there right now, put my name in chat, so you just click on it and just be like, wow, it's an easy way to get to Crendor and follow him and click the sub button and do all those things. Uh, then there's YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, I'm doing more WoW stuff. Uh, I was doing more pointless top pens. That's my favorite thing to do. Uh, I'm also doing Hearthstone, whatever that expansion launches, because everybody loves Hearthstone. And I'm like, hey, I like playing Hearthstone and opening packs. They'll work out great. Uh, and then I'm working on some other stuff with YouTube. So go there. That's youtube.com slash wildcrendor. Hit the subscribe button over there. That's a free subscription. That's a free one. Then you go to youtube.com slash crendor. Wrap it up. Content stuff over there. Wrap By it, the way, get the if, fuck you up. Wanna see, if you want to see Dodger live streaming, I put that on youtube.com slash wildcrendor. Walked in there. Uh, great that stuff. One. That was, that was a, good a good one. Check that out. That is a exclusive. That's a Crendor exclusive uh, right there. 
then yeah, twitter.com slash Crendor. I put non-content up there as well. And then facebook.com slash Crendor. If you still use Facebook, uh, I think that's all I got. Yeah, pretty much all you got. You know what? I've got something way better than any of that shit. If I, I've got a clip I can show you right now. You know what I went and fucking did in Vegas for a video? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I fucking did. I went and shot a bunch of World War I guns for you. And filmed the whole fucking thing in glorious so 60 nice. frames per second. Them. All for you. We got pistols. We got bolt actions. We have a motherfucking Lewis gun. We have a We have an MP18. We have an MG815. We have a motherfucking Vickers. <laughs> yeah, I went and shot all that shit. Yeah, but is that Dodger live streaming? I didn't think so. No. We're about to uh, find out what people care about more. Dodger or guns? <laughs> guns. Lots of guns. Oh, we went no. and filmed that. There's, there's, there's five seconds of me looking quizzical at an artillery piece. It's all there. That one. That's going to get edited over the next week. <laughs> not only that, not only that, but it will be co-commentated by Ian from ForgottenWeapons.com, who is a literal walking encyclopedia of every gun ever made by anybody ever. But and we're going to compare it to how silly they are in Battlefield 1. It's going to be great. Battlefield One's got machine guns. Do you have a montage? Yeah, so do I. So we fired no less than three heavy machine guns, not to mention a whole bunch of other shit. So Guys, yeah. If TB doesn't have a montage of him firing guns to a Linkin Park song. I'm making that video and uploading it <laughs> yeah. on my own. Yeah. Watch that. Yeah. I'm gonna make it on my channel as well. It's YouTube.com/slashwalkerindoors. No, it's not on his channel. He never went to that. He doesn't even leave his house. He wouldn't do anything like that. That's not true. I go to IKEA. Which so is like another house that I own. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that that's coming. That that's uh, uh, the, we're commentating it uh, together next week. It's going to take quite a lot of editing together. So don't expect it this week. Uh, I've got treatment tomorrow, so I'm going to be out of action a couple of days. Uh, but then I'll be back and probably be doing. I might be streaming more heroes again. I'm legitimately actually playing that game and having fun with it. I'm not just playing it like these freaks for getting their free skin or whatever. <laughs> I actually quite like that game. So I'll do that, and we'll see when the Hearthstone expansion eventually comes out then I'll actually play a little bit more and put a few gimmick decks together because, frankly, right now, I'm fucking bored of it. So it's a uh, pack off. We can do our pack off once again, I guess, which is like usually tradition. the who gets more lag challenge <laughs> It is when the servers break every time they release an expansion. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do our usual pack off. Oh, yeah. It's the only time I ever indulge in the whole unboxing thing. Me too. Yeah. N lying fuck. You've done it. You've done it other times before that. That's, I know you. That's not true at all. At all. Was I wrong? I don't know. No, apparently not. I probably did, dude. Yeah, that that I think is pretty much about it from us. Thank you very much for watching the Corruptional Podcast. Should be same time next week. That's 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. in the British Isles, 9 p.m. Central European time. If you're in any other time zone, you can go figure it out yourself. Thank you very much. Big thanks to the subscribers and the resubscribers today. Do remember, of course, that if you are using Twitch Prime, it does not automatically resub you to the channel that you use. You will get one credit every month, and then you can use it on whoever you wish. You do have to do that manually, but you have, I think, a 30-day grace period where you will not lose your streak. So if you want better hats, or better cats, or whatever the fuck Crendor implemented. Yeah, I got my face. Uh, oh yeah, there's sloths. I did sloths, and they get progressively crazier. Progressive sloths? You want to support progressive sloths rather than conservative sloths? You can do that. 
uh, either on Kronos Channel, whatever you so desire. We're about done. Thank you very much for watching the Corruptional Podcast. We're leaving now. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, I'm selling sloth paint. No, you're not. Oh, my God. No.